This Week in League, coaching masterstroke as Dean Pay photoshops Dragons players' heads on schoolgirls' bodies. Josh Reynolds stung for a third time from a dodgy test result. Madge shows shades of genius, sacking Benji for not kicking a seven-point field goal. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round five of the 2020 NRL season. All that and more This Week in League. Welcome to episode 354 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? Mate, I'm good. <coughs> footy's, me. Got a bit of footy's well and truly back. It is. We got some fucking hot ref's fault action last week. Yeah. And the best kind of ref's fault, too. We got some fucking uh, some faders, some old school faders back in there. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and I guess the, the piece de resistance... It was the Broncos <laughs> absolutely? Yeah, that. Um, it, what a week though! Like, like you think you get that Broncos result uh-huh. first of all? Yeah. Well, first of all, it teases you a bit. Teddy doesn't play. He's got the fucking Rona temperature. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy's not playing. This gives the Broncos a chance. That's it. <laughs> it's gonna be close, <laughs> and it's not. No, no spoiler. <laughs> but then, but then to finish off with the Titans. Yes. And you and I both agree on second teams. But uh, I think everyone was a little bit of a Titan for that I last th- two minutes. I think it's just that, yeah, I think every single game where there's like a prohibitive underdog and they show signs of life to the point where they're in it for a play at the end. Yes. Everyone's going for that underdog Fuck except yeah. for the team, that the, the fans of the team they're playing against. Yeah. Because, like, I, I mean... I love fucking chaos, mm. and that was the like, yeah we'll get oh, the, that okay. was a chaos yeah. chaos ever. Yeah, I'll tell you what, a bit differently. Let's say, um, let's say last week the dogs had come back against you guys. Yeah, like I'm not in it for the dogs. I get I get no. Well, know? I mean, they fuck schoolgirls, don't they? That's it. I mean, do so, you really? I mean, you do. Do you really want to support fucking Jeffrey Epstein FC? No, not at all. No, which is what that club shall now be known as. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new sponsor. <laughs> uh, yes. Mm. So I would just like to state for the record: listen to our voices, the health emanating from us. Yes. We'd like to reassure our listeners that we are very happy people at the moment and not the least bit suicidal. And so 100% Epstein- <laughs> that Epstein did kill himself. Oh, he definitely killed himself. There was there weren't even any witnesses to it, let alone accomplices or any other parties so, involved in it. Exactly. So how could he have done it when no one else was there? Yeah. So please, Clintons, don't kill us. <laughs> we have children. <laughs> no, no. That sounds like you're offering them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the children. <laughs> Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> you got that shirt. They're gonna find that. They're gonna fucking choke you with that shirt. No, but they know I wear it ironically. Ugh, you hope. Yeah. I mean, that's like cops in in America seeing cosplayers with swords dressed up as like fucking Link from Zelda, and they gun him down because he's got a fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I would too. 
Okay. Straight to the news because you know, remember, you know, this is actually this is within your time, but remember back in the day, well, way back in the day, it was like you know, with Real Dad, episodes would routinely go three to three and a half hours, and sometimes we'd even touch four, very rarely, like once or twice. But three hours was certainly nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, and it was kind of expected almost. And so when we started trying to just speed things up a little bit, there's a lot of backlash, like. Oh, these express episodes, and you know, oh, there was less than three hours, and oh my god, you know. Last week, we dropped a two and a half for which is the longest this year by probably an hour, mm. and uh, saw some saw some elements of bitching. Well, how times have changed. How yes. the, how the generational changeover in the fan bases. It's the instant gratification, millennials. It is. Good on you. Shall we record our episodes on fucking TikTok videos? Yes, we should. <laughs> do you have to be quick? Like, do Duet like, me on TikTok. Do like 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 Vine length game reviews. Yeah. So you say so you've got six seconds yeah. to get out whatever you want to get out. No, <laughs> just we have to pick a TikTok dance to describe each fucking game. Oh god. There's some there's some good ones out there. Yeah, every dance I'd do would be basically the dra- the dragons. <laughs> 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 because it would be well, as the dragons are to rugby league my dancing would be the most retarded version <laughs> of the dance <laughs> nice that anyone had ever seen nice women's rugby league is coming back mm. the uh, commission approved the continuation of the women's competition uh, commencing in September so uh, in reiterating his strong support for growing the women's game at grassroots and elite level Volandis Thank the NRLW clubs and elite women for their cooperation and patience during the pandemic. Uh, the women's game is a very important element of rugby league, he said. We are very proud of our achievements in the women's game and we should be providing it the significance it deserves. I want to thank the clubs for their commitment to women's sport and the players themselves for their understanding as we work through this process. I also want to thank our broadcast partners, Channel 9 and Foxtel, for their ongoing commitment to the women's game. They will remain a four-team competition this year with the grand final to be played on the same day as the NRL grand final. On uh, Sunday, October twenty fifth, and uh, I guess it's lucky that it's only like four teams too, because they kind of only mm. go around like you know once or twice, don't mm. they? So yeah, um, it's lucky that they didn't have to do jam more of that in. So yeah, because um, September is very easy for them to manage. Yes, you know I think, and and not to mention they'll have any learnings or mistakes from the the male side of the game, hopefully well and truly. Yeah, you'd assume it'd be a, a fairly smooth running ship. Yeah, I mean, we're not really seeing that many issues at the moment. I mean, it's really scattered. It's basically the, you know, guys get to the ground, do the test, the yeah. temperature test, fail, yeah. cool down. Do another one. Take it, yeah. get it, pass it. And then the issues like, you know, with Benji today, which is not a, not a, a huge thing. Um, <clears throat> the Dragons, though, they've given Mary four weeks Turn this shit around after starting off zero and four. Mm. They are going to wait until it's zero and eight to drop the hammer on him. Word is that they can't afford to get rid of him. Yeah. Because he's he's on seven fifty a year and if he were to be fired, I think he'd collect something in the in the area of one million dollar payout. Which they're just <sighs> they're just either unable to or unwilling to pay. Yeah. At this stage. Not to mention they also have their I mean, they had their succession plan sorted. But they can't do it a year early. I mean, yep. the succession plan has to be. Yeah. Flano can't start until uh, after twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's got to be an interesting environment there. 
Like Mary's, he, like he knows that they haven't had the success that that they they perhaps should have had. They go and hire a premiership winning ex first grade coach, yep. who has a fucking ticking clock as to when he can coach again, mm-hmm. and they hire him as your assistant. Yeah, the fucking writing's on the wall. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd struggle to, to convince Mary. Uh, I mean, you, he, he could never convince me that he wasn't gone at the end of next year. Correct. Regardless. Yeah. I mean, that's why they got Flano in there. Yeah, exactly. You know? But um, did you see the thing from Hadley through the week about the Dragons? No. He was saying that um, that the Jack DeBellin suspension under the no-fault stand-down policy is the leading cause of a divide in the club. Um, he said that, uh, that the club can't move forward until the bell and is, the issue is resolved. He says that um, his information coming out of the Shire and out of St. George is he's part of the training group because he's not been proven guilty of anything, but he's facing very serious charges. And it's like half the players support him and then it's half the players don't. And so it's like they're, they're, they're almost training in two two camps. Yeah. Which is why when they take the field to play on game day, they're, they're playing like they don't fucking know each other. And you know what? Out of all of that, yep. the only thing I give two fucks about yep. is that Frizzle seems to not support him because he wants to leave the fucking club. Uh, yep. And he's about the only decent contender for the Blues out of that shit show. Yep. So I'm happy enough with that. Burn them all to the fucking ground. Yep. And you've seen like um, like Saab wants out. And now yep. I just saw earlier this afternoon that uh, Tristan Sale is wanting out as well. Really? Which is a which is a, a big. I mean, because as as much of a history as Wendell had at the Broncos, I mean, he kind of left under. Yeah, you know, he sort of had like bad bad blood at the end, you know. With 100%. The, yeah, and, and when the, he took and the, the fall for yeah, it was allegedly the, for Lockyer's fucking yeah, yeah, and then and so then then he sort of resurrected himself a little bit at the Dragons and had a yep. great time down there for his final years of his career, and obviously that's what you know his son's playing there. Yes, not you know. On Brisbane, so yeah, it's interesting, and so I guess so there'll be people trying to scab those guys. And you know what? I don't even think they're that fantastic, but they're like the best of a bad, mm, <laughs> best yeah. of a bad bunch. Yeah, like um, you know, it, un- unless he was cheap, would you even take Paul Vaughan at the moment? Only, for, yeah, only for cheap. Yeah, because he's uh, he's a guy that would want to be paid the top line, like one of the top two prop salaries in mm. the club. But he's like certain, like I mean, I'm, it's it's a luxury for me to say like there's there's few props that I'd buy over the top of the two that we start with. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah that's it. Like I'm happy where that mo- that money, the yep. big money is invested. But even like, fuck, I don't know. I mean, what about you? I mean, like as a second to like you know Fisher Harris or something. You know. Uh, yes, yes, maybe for experience. But yeah, he's not he's setting a, the fucking you're not buying experience fire. because you already got you know, like Tamau's already exactly. You know, That's what I'm saying. Your experience, so, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, there's no doubt there would be clubs that would pay it, yes. like the Titans, because yeah, you know, they've got to pay top dollar to get yeah, anybody yeah. of note. You know, yep. And, sh- and sure, he wouldn't even be mentioned in as a. He wouldn't even be in the in the possibles and probable squad named at the start of the year mm. on fucking on, on fucking Freddie's yeah. blackboard. That's but, it. <laughs> so, yeah. Once he went to the Titans, but you know. Yeah, look, that makes sense. Um, but no, your point is correct. I mean, Frizzle is the one you want. Yep. And even so, he's been definitely affected by it. I mean, his form has been down. Yeah. Uh, on on the year, and you know, the uh, to me, it looks like the efforts there from him, but he's, yeah, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, any other news you want to talk about? I think Benji was dropped. 
Benji was dropped. Absolute fucking disgrace by the uh, by the uh, the West Tigers in a, in a in a in a in an absolute display of ungratefulness mm. for the man whom to whom they owe everything. He's second on the Dally M <laughs> table yeah. at the moment <laughs> and fucking won them the game against <laughs> against the Sharks. It, it is interesting the the rationale I've seen for this, and I'm paraphrasing because it was so fucking ridiculous. I read it once and then. Had to, was it the stats one? Yeah, that's that's the reason. And and you know how I feel about stats and data. Yeah, yeah. But this is such a good example of how the misuse of stats. It like it it's like you know religions meant to give people morals and and an ethical mm. compass. What ends up is little kids end up getting fucked by it. Yes. This this is stats. Yep. And this is where you get. You know, they're the Catholic Church of Numbers, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and and these people that go around peddling their kid fucking numbers mm-hmm. with things like out of eleven tries scored against them, Benji had a well, you know defensive lapse involvement or whatever the fuck they called it of six out of eleven. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but how do you rationalise? Did no one else make any other mistakes further up the field? Were there no repeat sets given to how teams? Do you, how that- do you rationalise the fact that to fucking Benji's right, yeah, you've got two of the biggest defensive gronks in the fucking yeah. game at the moment, and in combination they just like set, they almost fucking open up fucking vortexes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like someone runs through them and ends up scoring a try in round twenty. Yeah, it's, fucking- exactly. it's like one to twin powers activate form of uh, turnstile, <laughs> and, and like you know, there's you know, there's obviously there's there are people between Benji and those guys, but a lack of confidence in the outside men and everything causes yeah. people to it affects the way that yeah. they they line up. Yeah, as well, but again, it? so. So how do you know that, okay, were, were there no six again calls in leading up to any of the tries scored against the Tigers? Okay, are you going to drop anyone that infringed in the ruck? Oh, but no, then you look at the that, other it, stats. Let's just look at the production of Benji versus Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Ever. No, fuck not. Fuck Especially ever. Especially kids. Two years. Like, <laughs> ben- <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just like life partner selection. Yeah, exactly. I forget what her name is, but I um, mean, she's been great. Hasn't faked a single pregnancy, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't commissioned a fucking graffiti artist to draw her titties on a wall oh, in the middle of the fucking city either. Yeah. It, it fucking boggles me, and it's using stats like that that makes people lose faith. I understand if Madge wants to be like, bitches, you're soft. Yeah. I need to make an example of you motherfuckers to, to let you know that you, you all your motherfuckers are on, you're on notice. Yep. I don't think Benji's the guy, though. No. Nah. To be the victim of that. 100% he's not. Yeah. You, you know, you, even if you just dropped a big hole like like uh, Joey. Yeah. Because he's like an outspoken- Yeah. Like big hole. That's it. Who is a contributing factor to defensive yeah. lapses on the right-hand side defense. But then maybe Madge is fucking it's smart slash weak enough to know that- Benji's going to take this one. Benji will take it with class as have, he has. Have a little fucking dig and say, yeah. I'm disappointed and shocked. Yeah. Whereas BJ may Would fucking like, just detonate. Camera. Yeah. <laughs> Send me back to camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like that's, yeah. And that's probably right. And uh, I saw I saw uh, 
uh, Gronk of a theory on um, on Twitter of you know where, where all Gronk theories live, uh, where they were saying it was like it was like not a conspiracy, but it was like a planned move, like because Benji's you know enough of a team guy to like he'll take the hit for the week to you know to so Madge can get his point across and you know to the players and it was like an in combination with each other sort of move. Yeah, bullshit. Benji's nah. getting on and he wants to play fucking football until, yeah. until the wheels fall off. That's it. And uh, But it's it's stuff like saying, well, Benji did this, so this is why we're sacking him. Mm-hmm. That's why the next time shit comes around, people go, oh, yeah, you fucking numbers again. Not a smart move. Nope. No. Uh, what else? I mean, don't, I don't, really, don't really need to be talking about that Josh Reynolds thing. I mean, it was the dumbest fucking thing. I had, had some a member contact me who's a copper. And he, yeah, and he laid out the entire, you know, how this, how these drug yep. tests and everything work. And he says, there's so many false positives yep. with the roadside one yeah. that what, what you should do is just wait a minute and just give them another roadside one because generally that'll, that'll nip it in yeah, the bud yeah, yeah. and save you all this fucking paperwork down the track as well. Yep. Because, you know, when you have to take them back. And then they have to have the, you know, the test back, you know, however they conduct that one. And then they have to, you know. Mm. But who knows what yeah. the letter of the law is? Who knows that if, you know, generally that's mm. what they do because common sense. But like any business, there's a fucking bureaucracy and red tape. Yeah. And under the process, if it is a positive, you must do this. Yeah. Especially if it's a high profile individual, mm-hmm. you make sure you follow everything 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thing that shit me off the most about the story, I mean, like these, you know, these, these things happen, and obviously he's been vindicated, and yep. you know, there was no problem. I mean, and like that license thing, fuck me, I tell you, it can happen to anyone. It happened to me. I remember, like, I never got pulled over for it, mm. but I, I remember getting my wallet out for, like, ID for something, over like a Christmas sort of New Year's period, and like my, my license like expired on like the first week of January or something. Yeah. Well, no, it's expired in like the middle of December or something. Yep. And just that time of year, you're not even fucking, I had no idea. I wasn't even thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, fuck, this expired. So then as soon as they opened up straight after New Year's, yeah. went down to DMV and yep. got a new one and everything and that was all fine. Yeah, I found mine when but I went to. It's like, very easy to fuck that, fuck that up though. My uh, my clubbing days were long past me mm-hmm. and a friend was having a, a DJ session. Yep. And I went into support. And it was one of these newfangled, you got to like give them your license and it scans it. Okay. Thing, so they know exactly who was in there, what time you went in. Yeah, sure. And like proof yeah. that, that you were there. And he's put it on the machine and it's gone, eh, and the guy goes, no, you can't come in, that's expired. I'm like, fuck. And we're like, motherfucker. You do concede though that prior to the expiry date, it was a valid. Yeah, I'm still form me. Of like, yeah. I mean, I am still significantly which again over the over the over the level at which you would refuse yeah. me entry to this. To club. which the fucking loophole, funnily enough, yeah. and I won't say what bar it is, so they couldn't let me in. Right, under yeah. the could not let me in. Mm-hmm. However, if I made an inquiry to hire out the venue for a function. They, then they could, go through then to- they could take me in and allow me to have a tour of the venue. So all I had to do was while I was waiting out there, send an email and say, I'm interested in hiring for a function, please. Yeah. Can I please have a tour? And that was the cover of the bouncers letting you through on that and they came, yeah. And the guy came down and got me and took me in and said, uh, please enjoy your tour. <laughs> thing, so. The thing that shit me off about the whole incident, though, was that, that yeah, Buzz Rothfield, yeah, he sort of released it early in the afternoon as like, you know, as like oh, this is a, you know, a new thing that's come to light, blah blah blah, mm. and at that point, you know what, you can you can say that that's fine, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, it's it's not it's not news to me, but it's it's definitely the sort of stuff that qualifies as rugby league news for journalists. But the thing that the, the time I got pissed off was then in the halftime break of the game. It was about five p.m. and then they had a panel thing, or was it after the game? I can't remember. It was, but he was on the panel. And they said, oh, what's this thing? You know, we've got this news about Josh Reynolds. And he said, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But in before that had happened, Josh Reynolds had already been on Twitter and said, this fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He was always X, Y, Z. Yeah. And he just, he, he just never, didn't change his story though. Yeah, that's it. Like, revise it correctly, even though the information was out there. Yeah. So, uh, well, again, that that should be no fucking surprise to anyone. No, it's not surprising. It's, it's, it's the ultimate the, fucking yeah. clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why? Why would you go and correct it? Thing is, he got his clicks on the. I mean, he already sucked them in at the start with the with the legit story. You know, as as yeah. the as the facts were. You know that he knew as he knew them at the time. Yeah, but once exactly. you be corrected, retract that shit, you dummy, and fucking apologize. Fucking beetroot cunt. Exactly. Um, the only other really, oh, not yep. even important one, but it was the uh, Aaron Molan fucking embarrassment. Uh, yeah, I didn't even want to fucking talk about her. To be honest, it's just yeah. It seems that, like, I don't know if you saw, but I saw something on, on Twitter, like, not that long ago, like, probably, like, 7 o'clock tonight, yep. so, like, about an hour and a half or two hours ago, Yep. where she has come out and said, like, stated the the facts of the of the reporting, saying that, like, the, the reporting said that I claimed it was, like, an inside joke or something. That's bullshit. That never happened. The reporting said that, you know, like, and there were a couple of things that they kind of sensationalized. They jazzed it up a little bit. Mm. And what's happened is... Like oh, she's obviously she's obviously done it, and her and her pedigree, like her old man, mm. is like right wing nut job as it comes. Yeah, you know. Um. So look, it wouldn't surprise me if she was to hold you know certain points of view. I don't know if she does, but it wouldn't surprise me if she did, based on you know just genealogy. But what's happened is it's been reported in a very sens- sensationalist way, and so the players. I saw um I saw Aaron Aaron Ma tweet or something about it. He's like, actually that's where he might that's where I might have seen it. I mean mm. he, he might have quote tweeted it. Yeah, and he and he's like, yeah, the rugby league players are like, don't believe everything you read in the paper. And then all of a sudden, all the Polynesian players yeah. believe exactly what they read yeah, in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've got no, I'm, I'm like I'm no I'm no fan of Aaron Mullen. I mean I think I'm sure that's you know been apparent over over previous episodes of the show, but yeah. It, yeah, it it reeks of the fucking unprofessionalism that is so rampant in so many aspects of the game. Yeah. Um. And just put a fuck. It it gives these shit cunts more to clickbait about. Yeah. You know exactly. Must have been a good week in footy because I mean, there's the story, the 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 threshold for the big stories. Yeah, to pump. exactly. Have, uh, has, has been massively dropped. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right, oh recaps, and uh, so in 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 light of uh, not wanting to go too far on too long on the episode this evening. We'll blast through those, and we'll try and find the happy medium that everyone's happy with in terms of. Uh, it's crazy. I remember back in the days of Glenn, it was like we would almost fucking play by play 
every single yeah. flight tackle. Yeah, it was a fucking recap. That happened. It was more than a recap. It was like it, it was like a, a a presentation of the entire game for the for the blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, Thursday night, the uh, Sydney Roosters fifty nine inflicted the biggest beating in Broncos history on the Brisbane Broncos at Suncorp in uh, front of a paltry crowd of cardboard people at Suncorp as well. I mean, they obviously knew that, you know, that there was going to be that massive flogging like this. And, yeah. and they just did that. The fans didn't show up and the players certainly didn't show up. The uh, Roosters 59 came through tries to Jamoz, Kyle Flanagan, Manu, Victor Radley, a double to Crichton, uh, Luke Keery, Lindsay Collins, Daniel Tupo, and Brent Morris. They really spread them around. Nice too. Hmm. Uh, Flano, nine of 10 conversions and Keery with a disrespectful field goal. The be- beating the Broncos, zero. Yeah, right from the get-go. Like right from this, the get-go. Yeah. This was apparent who was there and, and who was far more prepared. Mm-hmm. And the Roosters came out and roosted last week. They were probably, you know, we said the closest to the, the older, you know, the pre-one ref and pre-six again yep. style. And they just tweaked a little bit more. I just feel like they, they they just played with incredible energy and a lack of taking their foot off the pedal for almost the entire running time of the game yeah. against yeah. a team that was the, just not fucking... Like, there's massive problems there mentally yes. in a team that doesn't want to be there. Sure, they haven't got David Fafita there at the moment and Pingu and um, yep. whoever the fuck else. But, man, that's still not... Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like one of those emotion- like emotionally like fucking scarring things on a player. Yeah. Some of these young ones as well, they throw in like your, like Arthurs and guys like that that got just absolutely yeah, raped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking through the Roosters, it seems apparent that they enjoy both sides of the game. Yeah, there's a bunch. And I mean, of- like they based. I mean, they're, they're you know they're known for conceding penalties. You know, rather yep. than you know extra sets, rather than tries. And it was exactly in this one. They actually, the penalty count was actually eight four mm-hmm. in favor of uh, of the Bronx. Mm-hmm. But this Roosters penalty side, Broncos. Yeah, penalty as Broncos. Always, it's a say. thing. It's a fucking thing. And Radley's your prime example. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing exactly what he needs to do in attack but then he'll do exactly what he needs to do in defense. There's no letdown no. between either sides of the game. The fucking tackle that he had on Flegler. Yeah. Like that fucking three seconds alone, right there. That's the difference between the two teams. That three seconds alone is like um, probably see you in fucking in sky blue this year, yeah. man. Fucking oath yeah, it like, is. Yeah. Fucking oath it is. But that was, it was just everything about it was textbook. He did exactly yep. what he needed to do. Yep. Got the job done and then fucked off and on with the next one. Yep. Looking at the stat sheet, the Broncos had 37% of possession. Yeah. Right? So just under 40. Smidge under 40. Teams have done worse. Yeah. Rarely though, over 80 minutes. Hmm. Looking though, at all of the errors, 12 errors to the Broncos, 10 errors to the Roosters. So that doesn't explain it. Missed tackles. Roosters, nine. Mm-hmm. Broncos, 37. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. And missed tackles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, again, the Roosters were good, mm-hmm. but they didn't have fucking nine James Tedesco's out there that were just cutting people with fucking pure pace. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, missed tackles in this situation. No, there was some. That's abso- hard. There was some f- absolutely fucking retarded shit out there, especially like on their the Roosters left, Broncos right. Mm. The, I, I can't remember which try it was, but you saw the guy three three guys in. I think it was I think it was Milford. He was sort of sliding, but then the guy to his to the guy to his his right. It was jamming in, yeah. and it was just like they were falling over. Each- yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, there was just no, there was no talk out there. It in communication in in defence mm. against a team where you've got to, you know, you've got to be on your fucking game anyway. Yeah. I mean, when you're playing these guys, certainly do. If you're going to be out there tripping over each other like like Titans, fucking retarded yeah. nephews. Yeah. That's uh, it's just, it was it was unbelievable. It was like kid, that was like Benny Hill theme shit, like that 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 particular incident. There was also fucking almost no improvement from the week prior in terms of how the Broncos played the ruck. Yeah, they were getting pinged. They were getting pinged late in the fucking tackle count, mm-hmm. and they were getting pinged in their own fucking territory. Yep. You know, you can almost forgive giving away one. Letting a team come out of trouble that really trying trying to you know you're trying to man up for a set and yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um, but this was just giving teams extra attacking power mm-hmm. close to your fucking try line yep and when your defence like you just alluded to yeah. is falling over each other that's a fucking suicide note yep yep and look I, I you know who knows what who knows what the answer I mean I'm sure that they'll improve a degree when you know Fafita's back. And Pingu's back for like the three weeks before he gets suspended next. But well, again, this was going to be the thing on that Bronco side. When yeah. their forward pack is up mm-hmm. and rolling, then that forward pack is enough of an engine that, that Milford something can do can a bit created, of Milford yeah. shit and yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, something can be created off the back of but it. But what the fuck's Milford doing? Well, same as he's been doing for like fucking four years. Yeah. Next to nothing. Fucking nowhere. Fucking nowhere. And it's a lot of responsibility on Croft to come into a brand new club and be the captain instantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I would I would personally would have maybe, I don't know, made the captain <laughs> someone, <coughs> you know, take take the fucking hit. Make Lodge or someone, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you don't want to give it to Darius, I mean, because, like, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, Milford, give it to fucking somebody and fucking, and, and just let Croft be the fucking halfback for a while work mm. into it and then um but yeah <coughs> excuse me I don't know you're right like he wasn't he wasn't even playing regular first grade in Melbourne no and no. all of a sudden he's the fucking Let him settle into a week in week out role of a fucking yeah. halfback of a NRL NRL side first man did fucking Harvard teach you nothing well I mean did, did Harvard have a oh. have extension courses of teaching <coughs> you know people how to be captains maybe all like, he did in Harvard was hang out with these fucking startup tech gurus that want to be fucking CEOs in a week yeah maybe that's what he thinks Croft wants hmm. maybe hit some tweets listener comments Alexander in the Facebook group said yeah winning is cool but we have more persons of colour so win the more morally important equal rights battle Mm. Mate, well, versus the Roosters, though. I mean, I'm sure the competition would uh, unveil far more. Lexi in the Facebook group said, honestly, Wally, brackets, her small penis boyfriend, is jealous at how <laughs> moist this game is getting me, not going to lie. <laughs> Josh said, okay, it actually looks like Kiri is the new Kronk, really steering them around. What a fucking brilliant first half. Daniel in Facebook said, small business owners in Minneapolis have shown better defense than the Broncos tonight. <laughs> Jason, Facebook said, most experienced forward is 20 and only one half playing. 
Not sure what that touch judge with the number six is doing on the field all the time. <laughs> Take five players out of any team and they'll be fucked. Some fairly low-flying excuses there. Uh, Cruzy said, I'm fucking confused as to how a team can play two first uh, play two games good to now playing like a B-grade club team. Mm. Nicholas, with a K, says, Last game I went to, Buck almost slipped on the surface while riding around the ground. If Buck slipped and had to be put down, it would be less horrific than watching this. Mm. Uh, new listener, Josh, at Josh58160674 on uh, Twitter. He's in Russia. Said, <laughs> I made a Twitter account just so there would be any hope of you guys reading this out on the podcast next week. Keep up the good work. And we did, Josh. But, welcome but, aboard. But he didn't, but didn't actually... Didn't say anything about the game. Didn't actually say anything, though. <laughs> there you go. you got to fucking stuff. That's how piss poor the Broncos are. Even their fan comments leave room for fucking comments that aren't about the game. Lovely. Thank you, sir. Welcome. And uh, we'll give the last say to JC, a.k.a. Solo Golfer in a Cart. I'm hardly a nutritionist, but perhaps for future games, the Broncos may want to have a rethink on that pre-game meal of Quaaludes, fried Mars bars, and pot brownies washed down with a bourbon smoothie. <laughs> At least for one more week, they can eat those. That, that is a fucking scary, uh, scary interaction there. Pub game, Penrith Panthers 26 to feed the Warriors, and nil at Campbelltown. The Panthers uh, double to Burton. Uh, Luai with a try, Mansour, Burns, and Crichton, three of five conversions. To feed the Warriors, a zero. Back to Tamworth with you. Back to fucking Tamworth. Or as yeah. we call it, New Auckland. Because <laughs> you're still shit. Well, the worst thing they did, obviously, was relocating from, from uh, Tamworth to like Central Coast or whatever the fuck they're... Yes. Newcastle or yes. fucking Cessnock. I don't is, know that, is that a bit closer to New Zealand? Well, like yeah, geographically? It's, it's, it's geographically um, further east, so I'd say yes. Yes, that yeah. is. Yes, correct. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Because Tamworth is, is inland. So they're a little bit closer to that collective fucking <coughs> punish cloud that is their wives and girlfriends. <laughs> the land of the long white fucking nag. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like Superman when they get close to pieces of their fucking home planet. <laughs> Lose all their fucking powers. <laughs> so very happy for young Burton. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know... On one hand, he didn't get a chance to redeem himself by actually kicking. He should have kicked a disrespectful field yeah, goal. Yeah, true. Like in a game where there was no pressure on. Just fucking just boot to, it. Just to fucking, just to bury that demon once yeah. and for all. But I mean, yeah, he got a couple of tries and played very well. So I mean, yeah, he, he got he got a, he got one back that way. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, in saying that though, Penrith had this unfortunate habit of looking fan-fucking-tastic for all but the last tackles of a set. Mm-hmm. Um, between them. Which saved the Warriors to an extent. It certainly did. Uh, between them, Burton and Luai didn't take great fifth tackle options. Luai probably more so mm-hmm. than, than Burton, just because he had more of that duty. And a lot of that you can put down to youth and, and some inexperience. But the concern I've got there moving forward is that it's long been a bugbear of mine with this team that they're always looking looking, looking for an opportunity, not playing smart football and letting the opportunities present themselves yeah. to them. Not um, earning opportunities, you know, through yeah. structure and... Well, not, not even through structure. 
but, but through no, I pressure mean, stru- and I mean structure in terms of their sets, as in the next set feeds into the you know yeah. into a deep kick or into a yep, corner. That's it. You know, which then the defensive set feeds into that's you it. know territorial win. Yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so there was a a couple of times where a repeat set or pinning the Warriors in a corner could really change the momentum of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't take those. Especially in a game where some of their like A team returners mm. aren't weren't in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, fucking the Otis space uh, break when he got into open space. The pace on that guy for a fucking big man yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. And then the Warriors coming back and you know getting things like two six again calls. Yep. You know almost back-to-back, just driving up the field, and then when they're in a position to attack, just get so easily fucking bundled into touch. And like if, like first play sort of thing yeah. too, like just squandering they're, everything they had. They're, they're back to Warriors. Don't want to rest fault too much, but fuck me, Chechen seemed to be slow on his six again calls. The, 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 the consistency of application of the six again call is something that they're going to have to figure out. That's all I'll say. I went back and looked at a bunch of sets. Yep. When he called six again. So I was noticing, I'd see the little fucking um, red square thing up, yeah. on the TV. And after I'd seen that, you'd start to see the reaction on the players. In most of the other games, I can almost pick when the six again's coming because you see the change in the players. Like you see someone that was yeah. shaping to kick or. Which is me, which is because like the, the, the way it works is, you know, the, the referee says it. Yeah, and then the television, you know, they pick it up and that's it. You know, ring the ring the bell or whatever. That's and, it. Yeah. So it was a, a an interesting. I that. must admit, it is tougher watching games without volume this year. Or mm. this this you know this yeah. new, new regime. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. It is a lot tougher because you got to sometimes you're like, what the fuck, and then you say, oh, oh yeah, there's a little thing. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, but in terms of bright spots for Penrith, fuck fish is phenomenal. Yeah, Fisher Harris's performance Career that game year for him thus yeah. far. And I am going to go so far as to say that he is the most versatile forward playing in the league at the moment. The entire league. Entire league. In terms of, you know, he can spend long stretches and hang out on an edge or he can fucking play in the middle, he can put him at lock or he can get in there and bash other props around. And I'm not sure there's anybody else that can do as well across the park for as long as he's doing it at the moment. So he's taken uh, Isaiah Yo's crown as the most underrated man in football. Uh, with the whole thing to come crashing down when, when Cleary inserts himself into a winning combination. Well, otherwise injured, so he's not inserting himself. He's uh, well, pulled in. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that was always the case, although maybe it would have been Burton that dropped out had the injury not happened to Luai. I mean, I feel like Burton's a much better option. So do I. I mean, he's you can joke about the field goals all you want, but I mean, he's def he's. I, Luai's almost been invisible. I feel. Yeah. So. Um, yep. So unfortunately, though, this is one of those wins that you hate, and especially when you're coming into a game that actually counts. Yeah, exactly. But uh, fucking Billy Burns, fucking Radley Junior. <laughs> I'm a fucking fan. Get on board the Burns Express. Hit some tweets. I'm looking at. I'm watching. The, I'm watching the clock. I'm gonna keep fucking no. tight ship on these things. Ben on Facebook said, "Only just caught the replay after a weekend away trying to liquidate my liver. Well done, sir. 
Please, someone tell me Senor Chin will see the obvious and keep Burton at six and move Luai to 14 when the main Chin is back next week. Luai can squeeze his brilliance into 30 to 35 minutes. Absolutely true. Uh, at Fat Harry Lazy on Twitter said, Billy Burns ran such a good line, it gave Lockyer the sniffles. <laughs> Rishi in the Facebook group said, if only Romy hadn't fluffed a bunch of kicks in a hurry at the end of the game, he'd be fine, but I suspect he might be in the 14 next week. And how big was the fish? Uh, Fat Harry Lazy again, this time on Facebook, said, any tips to get rid of this erection? It started when Leota burst through the gap. He followed that up with, actually scratched that, otherwise kicking game got rid of it. <laughs> uh, very funny. Uh, James on Facebook said, fuck everyone but Roger. Useless cunts. If Bill can still get a start in the NRL, then any cunt can make it. Josh said, just when I thought it might be the yearie of the Tamweary Warrieries. <laughs> Hashtag LDJMoz. Uh, Opium Death Cult said, Happy Birdo got his redemption story. Two tries gives him confidence to continue to grow based on his ability. And uh, the official Twitter of the Brisbane Firehawks, at yeah, yeah. Firehawks. Obviously, we had a quick listener. <laughs> well done. Nice I, logo. I, I imagine that Brisbane Firehawks is, was already secured by the, <laughs> the potential uh, expansion crew. Uh, Matt Burton would look great in a Firehawks jersey in 2022. <laughs> Plenty of rat bags in Brisbane, Matt. Hashtag hurting for Burton. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain we know this person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that's going to be the theme of the tweets every week. It's going to be ex-player. <laughs> you know, blah, blah. <laughs> Correct. All right, you done? Yep. The Melbourne Storm 22 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 8 uh, down at the Korean Housewife, Melbourne's 22 came through. Uh, tries to uh, Papahausen, uh, Vunvalu, Fox, and Justin Olam. Smith, two or four conversions and a penalty goal. The Rabbitohs, eight. Uh, tried to uh, uh, AJ, a conversion to Adam Reynolds, and a penalty goal to Adam Reynolds. The final scoreline flatters the storm somewhat. I mean, this yeah, is actually, does. this was a bit of a, this was in the balance for quite a while. Mm. But yeah, the Rabbits just didn't seem to have that knockout punch in them. Yeah. And unfortunately, there were a couple of times where it was Luttrell that pulled the trigger on the fuck up. Yeah. That that stopped the run or that relieved the pressure. Uh, you know, he had that absolutely wonderful cutout pass that he threw for, was it Johnson's try, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reality is that's about the bare minimum expected for a fullback in this, in, these in, days. In 2020. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in unless your name's Ponga, in which case you'll be fucking blown for no matter what you do, <laughs> if, or if they cut you out, that's the way you held your hands down. Yeah, it's right. allowed to try to be scored. It was so well left yes. to create the opportunity. Um, you know the the things like when they're up and on the try line, and he's gone to just float a pass over the top, and it's just popped straight out the front of his hands. Mm-hmm. All of those little things that point to just the amount of fatigue he's under uh, means he's underdone. Yeah, for the position. Uh, to the Storms' credit, I think that well, they were obviously better than the prior week. And it's also the storm that it's the storm that you would you expect to see as well. Yes, it's a storm that doesn't that doesn't give a fuck. Yep. How long they're in like a grind? Yes. They'll pull away. They'll stay in it the entire time and pull away at the end. Yes, that's it. Um, fairly even in terms of the what the stats show. I think it was just a little bit more class in the storm and a couple of key errors. 
and the fact that they had a couple of halves that they could go to, whereas South really just had Reynolds, yeah. um, who probably faded at the end of this game as well. In the beginning, was right in there and had a lot more involvement. But towards the end of the game, again, just, just couldn't he can't, find thing, a way. He can't, he can't do it all himself. So yeah. now we get to see next week what a difference maker Correct. it's going to be to have another guy in there that can actually direct attack and be a yep. focal point. And, and so he's not the sole target. And again, the Storm, 32 missed tackles, 15 errors. Mm-hmm. That is a very unStorm-like performance. Yeah. So whilst on the surface they're starting to, to get that feel about them again, they got a little way to go. To yeah. Get back to the storm, we know. Hit me with some tweets. Go to Facebook first. And uh, Grover in our Facebook group said, Glorious fucking rugby league. I have no more paprika left. His brother in fucking Gronk Lee says, uh, Munster slayed them tonight. Back to his best. The best thing about this win is knocking that old grumpy cunt Wayne off his perch again. Fuck you, Wayne. Fuck you. How do you know how we used to say Jamie Lyon was the world's slowest fast man? I say skinniest fat man. Yeah, fattest skinny man. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Is Cameron Munster the world's? Or you know, how do you say the world's like weakest strong guy or the world's strongest weak guy? Like just for him to fucking keep running with cunts hanging off him, like. Feet off the ground should be dragging yeah. him down backwards, yeah, yeah. and he just keeps fucking moving. Yeah, I don't understand the fucking physics of it. Mm. Uh, Shane Aaron Elvis says no team has worse hands in league than the Bunnies. For as long as I've supported, we've the worst dick fingers. Oof. Uh, at Big Gav Eight on Twitter said Souths with Dargan at five eight gave no spark. Can't judge them until Walker back. Agree. Yeah, agree. At TYB Jones 86. Jared Maxwell is continuing his 2019 grand final form, only this time in the bunker. Yeah, listen, listen. Ooh. We'll get to the referees. And at the bunk 2099 said, Latrell is excellent in attack. But defensively, as a fullback, he's as effective as the Bangladeshi army defending a bridge from Tyler Rake. Hashtag extraction. Ooh, topical. Topical. That is a current motion picture currently showing on the Netflix. Oh, that's six weeks ago, but it's actually not bad though. Okay. I enjoyed it. You watch it? Yes. It's not too bad. The thing I liked about it the most, I mean, the action was really good, but the thing I liked about it the most was having like an Aussie guy, like yeah. a like a super Aussie guy, oh, fuck being like the mercenary. Let me smack a piss off, and smacks that kid. Get <laughs> yeah. like, get out of the fucking way, you little cunt. <laughs> yes, that was the best part of it. That's it. It was like uh, yeah, something so like commando extraordinaire, but the Aussieest bogan Aussie ever. I know. In right. the in the interest of time, I'm gonna let you have your say on this next game. Okay, uh, the Mighty Manly Seagulls, twenty two. Garrett got the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Defeated the Eels 19. Um, the Eels the Eels tries came through Jennings, Brown, and Evans. Uh, Moses, two or three conversions, a penalty goal, and a field goal. Uh, Manly 16 came through a double to, to Jorge and uh, tried a Dylan Walker. Uh, Garrick, one of three conversions and a penalty goal. The thing that was most pleasing about this game was the press conference with Dez. Holy fuck. He's a new, he's a changed man. Like, he's just, he's just, over time, he's just mellowed out. Yes. So, like, he 
he would have been so fucking stroppy about this. Like, yeah, back take it back to 2011 and, you know, that period. Um, last time we see it, all the time, it was the dogs or you know, whatever. But it was he's actually laughing about it. And, the, and one of the journalists in the press conference said to him, um, <laughs> so Graham Annesley's already come out and said that that decision was wrong, and he's like, "Oh, oh was it really? Yeah, okay, cool." And then, then he just goes through the rest of the, the the rest of the press conference, and then at the end, he says something like, "Oh, you know, to be you know to be down like you know eighteen two with you know into the second half under this new system, and you know to um and you know it, to come back to come back and win the game, and then like winks at them and everything, and he's <laughs> like, having so uh, yeah, love Desi's work." Um, this is a good game. Two teams are obviously going to be up there. The Eels, the Eels played played pretty, um, you know, pretty much to their capacity. I think, um, particularly their kicking game was excellent. And it was also helped, I think, a little bit by. Um, it just felt like Manly. They were a bit slow. Like the back three were just seemed like they were a bit slow to get the kicks. But maybe that was just like a, a feature of like the quality placement of the kicks or something too. I mean, um, and just a little bit slow and things like that. And um, and the possession, I mean, this game was set up to be like a 36 to not much one of those games. Mm. I mean, the Eels had the first, I don't know how many fucking sets they had. Like with the, they had, I think after 10 minutes, the possession was like, after like five or six minutes, the possession was 99 to one. Mm. And I don't even know how they got the one because the only time Manly had touched the ball in that period was, I think George like, you know, ripped the ball out or knocked the ball down you know, from it knocked the pass down that, or, you know, that was traveling and yeah. somehow that gave us 1% possession out of the 100%. But, um, and after 10 minutes, it was crazy. It was like, you know, 93 to seven or some crazy, like yeah, unheard of shit. So I'm very, it was very pleasing to see that the way they fought back, um, especially like being down, like probably the biggest margin a team's been down under this system um, so far and to, to like to, and to bring that back and win. I mean, like the pass, I mean, is undisputedly, We've spoken. We've spoken about forward passes and shit before, and we've had yep. our ideas on how to do it, and it's a difficult thing. Um, it's it's fucking not. Well, it, it's it, it's fucking not. Well, I mean, obviously, because you know, every, it's it's hard to do for the for the system to do it in such a way that they feel is not going to incur more backlash than now. The only thing that's hard about it is that there is going to be a period of time mm-hmm. where it will. It'll need a change of technique, mm-hmm. right? So what they need to do is you can have the fucking same things that are in your mobile phone. You know how when you pick your mobile yeah, phone yeah. up and turn it and the fucking screen yeah, turns around? Yep. That's it. You can have one of those in a ball. You can have markers on it tracking where it goes. All you need to do is measure the speed that the ball's going at, i.e. the speed that the player carrying it yep. is going at. Yep. Then you can get as fucking minute as to measure the where it left, where it landed up. That's calculate it. Calculate based on the speed, exactly the physics of what would exactly, yeah. yeah. And the thing, and yeah, I was out, I was in the, out in the backyard um, with the kid, and I was like, "How can you actually, if you if you pass the ball, if you pass the ball backwards, like with your hands, like as I say, backwards out of the hands? Yep. If you do that, it's impossible to throw it." throw it forward intentionally. Like the only thing that causes it is like, you know, the, the physics of the, you know, the momentum. That it's already like moved. That. Yeah. yeah. But you can't actually throw a ball forward doing that. I, I fucking tried. I tried putting spin on it. So even that as a metric, yeah. look at the player's hands when you threw the ball. Yeah. Throwing a ball forward and throwing a ball flat and throwing a ball backwards. Yeah. Are very visible, easy, th- easy to yeah. see things. Yeah. Yeah. So even if that were the criteria, I don't, you know, I don't fucking know. But, yeah. Um, it, 
the fact that in this day and age, like I, I saw comments about oh, a ball floated forward when a player's mm-hmm. done a tap on. Yeah, you know. Ooh. Yeah, tap ons. Um, you know, that's you know, aim it and it goes the way it goes because yeah. it's not it's not a passing exactly. motion, and it's also the play is kind of it's coming down vertically, but it's not moving forward at pace. Yeah, so there's no on. physics to sort of spot dictate the, the momentum. But again, it's it's not hard. But what they would need to do is just calibrate an acceptable variance because it's exactly the same oh, yeah. in the Olympics. Yep. There's a fucking margin of error in those starting blocks yep. that says, well, people can't go faster than this. So even if the gun goes off and you technically take off after and, it- Yeah, or you do beat it slightly or whatever. You, you've actually gone early because yeah. you're not that fast. Yeah. They just need to take- Like human sam- reaction time versus Well, they need the to time, take yeah. sample groups of passing. Of yeah. Players running and passing backwards and going- yeah. Fuck, do we pick that up as forwards? Yeah. You know, are we getting false positives? Get Cameron or- Smith in there. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, if you're on the variance- Well, he's the control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the one that must always be marked forward. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and if it doesn't, the um, system's a fucking crock. Yeah. Again, it, it's not hard. Yeah. It might be expensive. Yeah. But it's far from hard. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, on the, on the actual game itself, I mean, there would, there would be times when I would be, like, fucking furious- like Jeff Tuvey, there needs to be an investigation level of furiousness. Mm. And I saw some fans online like that. I mean, honestly, you don't have you don't have to fucking refs fault the shit out of it. It's round four of the year. The team fucking showed amazing resilience, which are the sort of things that you can't coach into a team. Again, all, dis- all dis- trolling aside against a it's one of the contender. other teams that say they say yeah. it's a top team. That's it. Parramatta know that they fuck it. They know that they won that game through the grace of a, a fortunate yeah, call at the end because there's no come, there's no, there's no payback. Look, there's also the fucking Dylan Walker try. Yeah, but there's also Kane Evans. The ball spun out of his hands, dropped. I mean, that was that was the most egregious call of the game. I mean, it's literally they it's look at they slow it down, and he's got his hands on the ball, and you see the ball just flying in a circular motion out of his hands. I mean, it was the most obvious drop I've ever fucking oh, seen. I don't know, but um, yeah, look, I, I think Desi's just realised where the benefit is. You know, for him, for him, it's. Far more fucking benefit to yep. internalize than externalize. Yeah. He knows and he understands probably better than most yep. who, you know, how social media works. Yeah. And no matter what his blow up is, social media will do the blowing up for him. Yeah. Yep. Because there will be the Manly fans that are refs faulting. There'll be mm-hmm. the neutrals that are refs faulting. Then there'll be the Parramatta fans going, no, nah, it was fucking- No, nah, Dylan this, Walker. This. <laughs> and the Dylan Walker one was a still shot of the ball 10 centimeters off the ground. Show me the fucking, show me his hand not on the ball on the ground. That's the thing. I mean, like, it doesn't matter where the ball is in the air like that. But, if his hand's on it when he grounds it, yeah. it's a try. Um, but he's just realized that there's more right. benefit to him to internalize that shit. Yeah. But also just like, I think like he knows and the team, they, you know, they know, they know how the game went yep. very early in the season. They're still in the eight and it's, they're still in a, in a good position. And not only that, after that one game with Parramatta, they proved themselves against, uh, you know, who's allegedly the best. Mm-hmm. With all the power of the narrative and everything behind them as well, but also we've got rid of Melbourne East Parramatta, and we got to we got to turn around and play a couple of them again. But we got a lot of dragons and warriors and shit like that in our future as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it. we've been through a, in the first four games we've been through a pretty a pretty difficult gauntlet in yep. in uh, East and and still to find themselves in the eight is uh, is you know great the other thing the one thing that he was annoyed at and um i'd agree is it's the inconsistent application of the six again thing i think mm. they got you know triple quadruple you know the, that we got 
And there are times where it's like, and then when we were mounting our comeback, obviously they were fading and, you know, we, we still scored tries. But, yeah. I mean, there were times there like where, you know, we're making, we're making breaks and guys are getting taken out, you know, like you know, held down extras, you know, after yeah. the breaks. And that shit would be instant penalty normally. Mm. Last year, instant penalty. This year, at minimum, like the six again thing, you know, that's yeah. what it's there for. Yep. But they just weren't coming for us. So whether we have to, you know, milk it better or, you know, like play it up for the, make it more obvious to the referees or do something, I don't know. But I think it'll just vary from referee to referee. But um, no, well done to Parramatta on remaining undefeated. And uh, we got them again. And so, and, and no doubt we'll... Uh, a revenge game. I would like to say that there might be a revenge game in the finals, but I think Parramatta will just do their usual and not quite... Peter out. ...be oh. there at the end. Um, the Sharkies. Josh. 20. Oh, you sorry. Yeah, sorry. You don't want to give tweets. a fuck, sir. Whoa, no, wait. go for it. Everybody, go for it. Oh. I just forgot. There's going to be a protest. You're trying to steal the voices of Parramatta supporters. Oh, fuck them idiots. <laughs> John in Facebook said, I'd usually gloat over a win against Manly, but you know what? Thank you, Manly. Thank you for forcing us to play to another level, for forcing us to make every tackle, for forcing us to be smart about kick selections, for forcing us to be mentally engaged for an entire 80 minutes for the first time in 2020, and for showing the quality that this squad truly possesses. Fantastic game. Heart-pounding and intense. We'll see each other again down the track. Hmm. Uh, What a a great comment. Back to our normal brand. At Joshua. (laughs) I think I came a little when they called that a forward pass. (laughs) Um, Oh, fucking... That's like, yeah, he's he's the type of guy that that comes a little when... when, uh, when when his mate's girlfriend's fucking passed out drunk on the couch, you're like a, like that movie Kids. He's like Casper. Oh. <laughs> um, look who fucking pops his head out of the woodwork uh, at Cage Online. Well, yeah, of course. Just tweeted hashtag. <laughs> did he tweet the show? Did he? Hashtag Manly doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he did. He did tweet me as well. I, 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 I can't at, remember what I said, but eating a dick was part of it. At H Dragons fan said. Hey, wankers, haven't written in for ages. I hate Manly. But fuck, they just got robbed. Touchy's ruling in black and white. Get a feel for the game. Out of the hands, backwards and floated forwards, it's legal. It's a good pass and the Eels got gifted two points. Go hard, Nate. Go give him a follow as well. He's fucking. Uh, he's one of my, my barbecue inspirations. The uh, Black Glove Brigade. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the black glove. The black glove. The black glove, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is, where is this coming from? <laughs> you know, show support. <laughs> uh, oof. At bigger rod. Bad call at the end, but that happens. Para played better throughout. There you go. We'll give the final word to uh, at Paraman Mark Two. Truth be told, those calls are always fifty-fifty call. We got the rub of the green this time. I agree, though. To me, the pass was not forward. Hmm. That's right. See, everyone knows. Everyone knows. The uh, Sharkies finally got off the duck, uh, defeating the Cowboys 26-16 to 16 up there at the bedpan. Um, the Sharkies 26 had a, a double to Ramian, a double to Mulatalo, uh, Britton Nakora with the other try, Johnson 3 of 5 conversions, and uh, the Cowboys a double to Felt. Justin O'Neill with a try and Val with two of three conversions. A lot of fucking love in this game for old Ronaldo. A lot of love in this game for Ramian too. Like, you know, there's a lot of the, you know, won the trade talk, you know, yes. with him coming yes, back from was. the Knights. Yes, there was. Well, they weren't playing the Knights. So no. A little bit fucking premature. Um, 
Look, Ronaldo, obviously a fucking young talent. Mm-hmm. Obviously a young talent. Um, there were a couple of times when I I looked at what he was doing and I was a, a little bit concerned. Things like when when kicks go back behind. Yeah. And he's not turning and chasing. The thing, I, I, I like, uh, I like uh, young Ronaldo as well. But for me, and this is a symptom of what you've just said as well, I think that at this stage in his career, and it may be youth or it may just be who he is, I feel that he is extremely mentally fuckable. Yes. Like the way that he was uh, he was blowing up last week, you know, starting fights yes. out there on the wing you know, yes. and then getting chippy. I think that you put him in up against someone that can just talk some mad shit mm. and I think, I think you got him. You look at the kid and again, it's... It's obvious that he's a talent. Yeah. The the try is scored off the kick. Mm-hmm. But even considering that the Cowboys defender had to turn yep. and chase. But the fucking head start he gave up yeah. to run in and fucking collect that ball. Yep. Like he is lightning fucking quick. You know? Then you get situations where almost immediately after that the Cowboys were hitting back. Mm-hmm. They've put a kick through. There was no one at home mm-hmm. and he's fucking jogging. Yeah. You know, when teams are confident enough to put kicks through over your head, when you're that fucking fast, that doesn't- Take feel- that as a personal insult. Yeah. And something with, with, to fuel your- Exactly. Effort. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that was his side. It was his man that came through yep. and fucking put the ball down. And he was nowhere to be seen. Absolutely nowhere to be seen. Um, it was rough for both of the clubs. You know, the- of, Oh, yeah, look, maybe not having Chad isn't too rough. Well, I mean, it's no surprise that the Sharks got their first win of the season, yeah, right? Con- considering who fucking let Noffa through for a try the week before. Yeah. Um, but no Fafita, no Chad, but the Cowboys without JT or Hess. Um, the, I don't understand why the Sharks were playing away from a very simple style of football. You know, the, <clears throat> the roll-on that they can conceivably get through the middle and then a spread to Graham on an edge. Yeah. They could be fucking anything because that play well and, and if they're gonna get you know if, if yeah anytime dugan can take the field as well yeah i mean it's, it's proven that him and wade are just fucking amazing together exactly because dugan despite you know the his reputation i mean like deserved reputation for being brittle and injury prone and the, and the rest of it he's when he's on the field and when he's the reason why he gets injured so much is because he is one of those guys that throws his entire fucking body through a line yeah and you know, and when that's getting fed off mm-hmm. some like a a little short ball of Wade, who's already yeah. made the fuck, got him going backwards. Exactly, it's a try every time. It's yeah. So the the potential there, um, but the the sharks were were really doing a, a couple of effort things better. I feel, uh, you know, things like numbers around kicks. Whenever there was a kick in the air, no matter where it went, the sharks had three or four guys there. Yep. Ready to pick up crumbs, the Cowboys just didn't show the same intensity, you know. Although then you get sharks doing sharky things like Johnson not finding touch that almost made it very fucking interesting mm-hmm. down the end. Um, I'm I'm not at all convinced by the sharks that that they're a team to be taken seriously this year yet. Uh, but it Cowboys was, not really liking their new stadium that much either. Mm. No, not not exactly a fortress. No. Mm. Hit some tweets. 
Well done. Oh, that was the fucking Raiders. Matt in Facebook said, uh, it's like being labelled easy beats for St. George was all the motivation Sharks needed to not play shit. I would argue the point that they did not play shit. I would contest that point. I think they were still shit. Uh, ben Dunn in Facebook said, Jesse Ramey dominated North Queensland so hard that hashtag Cowboys Lives Matter should trend worldwide. Ouch. Carsten. Settle down. Over in fucking Scandi, Europa, wherever the fuck you live. Uh, shoemakers in Townsville must earn millions today with so many feet for hands. Hmm. Mitch in the Facebook group said, Valentine, who all hail Ronaldo? Surely the greatest athlete to be christened with that unique name. I don't have time to Google it, but also why bother? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Special K Online said, This game was sloppier than Holmes gaping a noose defense after years of being pumped by me. As soon as pressure hit the door, the Cowboys collapsed into a rosebud. A win years in the making. <laughs> was that it? That's it. Knights 34 defeated the Raiders 18 at Campbelltown. And the uh, Knights 34 came to a double to Brabden Best. Uh, Ponga, Tuala, a double to Lee. Um, with tries, and what do we got there? We got uh, four or five conversions to Ponga and uh, one to Tex Hoy. The Raiders, 18, tries to White and Kotrick and Papali. Uh, three of three conversions for Croker. Tell well, you what, Knights fans. If you want to start the fucking coal burners on a hype train. Yes, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned this because it's exactly where I was going as well. Do it on someone semi-deserving of fucking hype. No, 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 no. Don't and say talk- semi-thoroughly de- deserving of hype. Oh, uh, one game. Two. Nah. He fucked your ass as well. Not at all. Didn't win. He, f- he scored two tries or no, f- was scored one set one. In a fucking non-match winning performance. Also, he threw the pass for the winning try and went dick hands. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Big, big dick. Rick like, couldn't catch it. You know, have a fucking Bradman best hype machine. What and- a fucking weapon down the left. Yeah. Hands. Like, he is a weapon. He's such a weapon. <laughs> he makes fucking Callum Ponga look like a fucking gel blaster. Yes. By comparison. Yes. 100% he does. Looks exactly like a weapon. <laughs> but then you see the real one that shoots bullets. <laughs> but children giggle when he hits them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, he was massive. Oh. Absolutely fucking massive for the Knights. I um, can't wait till Manly sign him. <laughs> I, lo- I love him which is which is it's just such a unusual thing to say for someone wearing the the this disgusting oh, look, red I, of the i'm i've got nothing against the knights i think they did a fucking you know stellar job through the 90s and i will always applaud their fucking manly curb stomping policy but for them to get out to a fast start like that mm-hmm. they're a completely different football side and you can see what pierce means to them Yep. Uh, and why he shouldn't try and tackle with his face in the first 30 seconds of a game. <laughs> yes. Uh, that would be a good choice for him. On Canberra's side, poor fucking Nickel Clogstad. He just he, 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 he just had a mare, yeah. especially in the first, what, 20 yeah. whatever minutes. That's yeah. it. And was good enough mm-hmm. that that sort of stuff, like he put the first two bombs down cold. Yeah, yeah. Cold. A tiny bit of pressure, but fucking dropped him. You'd... You'd forgive him getting the fucking yips for the rest of the game for that. 
uh, and and didn't really let it get to him. So, so I was impressed with his fucking resilience there. Whiten just seemed to be a little bit out of sorts as well. Yeah. Like, back from that fucking calculating absolute weapon of a running six that he was through the end of last year and at the beginning of this season... And back to that fucking oh, I'll just boot it out on the full or fucking yeah. drop it cold. I mean, when or- he does run it, he still he still looks pretty good. Oh, he certainly does. But he's just not. It, it's just not coming off though. Either. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the knights just seem to be in full control of tempo. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the you say what you will about the the attack of the the Raiders side. I just think that I think they there'd be massive concerns about how easily the knights were allowed to amass thirty four points against yes. them. And like they did make it look easy. It wasn't there were no there were no cheap tries. Yeah. Or you know like barge overs. Yeah. And this, I mean it. they were all you know, would, you know at least is what I can remember. I mean they're all you know beautifully constructed, yeah. earned tries. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's it. But uh, yeah, fucking not good enough Raiders. No, not at all. And you know the last thing you want is these cunts to get that fucking faders mentality again. You know, I know yeah. we joke about it. Yeah. And I'm not sure how, how many would be there from those sides. Like, Croker's still there. Papali was in the White, faders. White, White was a, he was a, Whiten was definitely in the faders. A lot of them were, because remember, they had a year, they had the faders year before last year when they were- Then it was the grand know. final year. Yeah. 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 So, so there's, I reckon there's a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Uh, Sam, in the Facebook group, said, Fuck the year of Cleary, hashtag bring on- Hashtag Yeary of Piercy. Hashtag Best Hype Train. Hashtag Credit Where Credit's Due. Fucking Where Credit's Not Due is your hashtag fucking hashtags. <laughs> uh, because so Yeary of Cleary is a thing because it rhymes. Yeah. You know? Uh, as is hashtag Spurton for Burton. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, try... Uh, Try hashtag my younger sister got felt up on a golf course. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, and that's your fucking shit number seven. Uh, Danny in the Facebook, John, in the Facebook group said, Bradman, simply the best and not referring to the cricketer. I'm fucking, of course you're not fucking referring to the cricketer. Is there anything fucking creative about you Newcastle cunts? Yeah, if you wanted to say something about his name in relation to, to, to Don, what you would say is you would co-opt the tweet uh, or the, the Facebook comment, I believe it was from Mitch in the Cronulla game, and you would say he is certainly the greatest, the, the greatest person sportsman with the sportsman with Bradman, with the Bradman name. name. You know, yeah. yeah, something like that. Fucking hell. Do we have to even teach you how to tweet? I worry for the fucking future generation. you imagine the tweets of the future generation? Yeah. If they're getting this shit through osmosis? Fuck me. Uh, John <laughs> on Facebook said, That's the Raiders I know and love. For a minute, I thought we were genuine contenders. Hashtag limp dick energy. It's there you round go. four, dude. Yeah, but there's a Raiders fan with a better fucking hashtag. Yeah. Because pretty much that's what the Raiders had. Yep. Uh, Nigel on Facebook. Curtis Scott to his barber. I don't think I'm looking grubby enough. What can you do for me? Barber, hold my comb while I get the clippers. One scumbag mullet coming up. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Michael in Facebook said, Bradman, best is a gun. Fuck ponga, I'm on the best hype train. Ben, Facebook. Raiders playing for their massive effort last week. They looked lethargic. They certainly did. Rick, with maybe the best fucking Newcastle tweet of the round. Suck my Valhalla-flavoured ponga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eddie 
You see, they had the recorded Viking clack. <laughs> Jeez, I, look, I put something out on Twitter about that. <laughs> like, it's like a record. It was a recording, and they could, and they couldn't they get one from fucking Iceland soccer team or something. Surely really? that wasn't live though. Like that wasn't a stream or a feed, was it? It's just what they played over the thing, wasn't it? Like it wasn't over the. PA? I'm talking about the visuals. Oh, because the, the, no, the there were fucking visuals. No, I didn't see the visuals. Sorry. And oh. the only thing that could excuse that is that half of the people were on fucking ADSL one, <laughs> and half of the people were on uber fast five G fucking. If you yeah, but I mean, but, but I know you're being very generous in saying, oh, surely it was like lag issues or. You but know, this is what I'm going to say: if you have that and you know that shit's coming. Fucking have something that you've edited. Yeah. And cut it so they all fucking clap at the same time. Conversely, here's another theory that I'd like to put to you, sir. We've seen upwards of 10 plus games in Canberra each season for the past couple of years when they've been doing the Viking clap. Yes. Have you, at any of these times, seen the crowd execute it flawlessly in unison with the clap? Not even close to flawless. So it wasn't anything to do with fucking ping time. No, but this is worse. <laughs> yeah. This was so much worse <laughs> that I wondered if all they did- Regularators plus lag then. No, I actually wondered if what they had done was put fucking webcams in old folks' homes and just gotten people stroking out their last final sessions of fucking life <laughs> and they're not clapping- they're desperately clawing for the fucking help button so a nurse can come and give them CPR and put the Viking clap sound to those visuals. It's possible. That's what that looked like. Fucking hell, Raiders fans. Um, Eddie said, unfortunately for everybody, Ponga was actually deserving of at least 15% of the compliments, which is a pretty good game. Yeah. He did. He had a very, very good game. Oh, fuck. I'll bump him up 25. Uh, I'm feeling generous. Old Sharky Dave said actually an enjoyable game to watch still not sure how the comms can talk with ponga's tackle tickling their tonsils Ooh, mm. alliteration that's another tool you could use in your hashtag people. yes uh at mm aussie said a real 2014 raiders first half pierce's kicking game sealed the deal that is an apt summary sir okay the uh gold coast titans 28 Won their first game in a year over the West Tigers, 23. Yes. At Suncorp Stadium. They fucking did. In front of a ground record for the Titans. Yes. And uh, they had tries. Their 28 came from tries to Proctor, Don, Hipgrave, Kelly, and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Ash Taylor, four or five conversions. The West Tigers, 23, came from tries to Dewey, a double to Nofaluma, and uh, BJ Leilua with a try. Mm. Benji. Three or four conversions and a field goal. Mm. Well, how the turns table. <laughs> <laughs> the end result of this one is probably less flattering to the Tigers when you take into account that for the first 10 minutes, oh, sorry, tw- at 10 minutes, they, they, were, they were beating the clock. Yeah. You know? And for a team to get out to that sort of start against this Titans... In this current six-again regime where it has historically been proven via every other game... That a fast start wins f- you the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with a team... You know, you're talking about a team that, that's coming up to a year without a win, so they're more mentally fragile than they... Belief at an all-time low. That's it. Yeah. So 
you know, you're losing games, you're losing games, you're losing games, you're losing games. None of that has the specter of a year without a win that this game did for the Titans. And what a way to get in there and potentially head fuck them. It was almost the perfect start for the Tigers. Yeah. And it was looking and it was looking super ominous. It certainly was. From there, there were, you know, obviously things that the Tigers did wrong, but there was also a lot that the Titans did right. They just they just settled the fuck down and got through their sets. This the, yeah. the biggest problem with the Titans is they they can't defend and they make too many fucking mistakes and yep. don't have enough ball to actually construct anything. Yeah. And then when they do have it, they've had this rotating carousel of fucking halves yeah. and potential halves that yep. none of whom have worked out. Yeah. I mean, they've got no you know they've got the the fuck functional spine of Alex McKinnon and <laughs> and you know th- that's that's been the story, but. This time they completed they they completed sets. Yes, actually tried to get a grasp on this six again thing that if you complete sets, complete tackle, bounce up, mm-hmm. you can actually generate yeah. you know this 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 seldom fucking seen thing in Rabina called momentum, <laughs> and that turns to fatigue for the other side, opportunities in attack opening up, and. Fuck me! They finally it's, it's it took a long time. It, it took till about sixtieth minute, sixty fifth minute, like b- before the Tigers iced it in quotes. There was already yeah. like we we're like oh fuck yeah okay this is this yeah. is how the game of rugby league is played. Yep, that's it. We uh, we remember now. But even things like in their defence, and credit where it's due, and you know that I'll always give credit where it's due. Fucking Brycey had. Whilst not capturing his brilliant form at, at Penrith that got him to the level of hype so that he attained. Cost him, the, his brilliant form that cost him 50 Gs. <laughs> <laughs> Penetrating best. <That's> oh. <laughs> um, was much better in defence. and In defence, he was. The in bar, attack, I thought he was a fucking liability. Like yeah, The ball seemed to die with him a lot. Yeah. Like he was trying to kick out. And he's, yes. not, he's not a kick out. Yeah, but you remember that, that was the Bryce move. The Bryce yeah. move was the in draw to two defenders and the offload around the back like hooking it getting one arm free yeah. and hooking it right around but this the time he was just trying, to, just trying to bash through like yeah, you know five meters it. out uh, but for him to just not be such a fucking turnstile anymore proves that at least the placebo effect is real like if he hasn't had his fucking boosters mm-hmm. it means that him being around cunts that actually do uh, has fooled his fucking immune system into thinking that he is a functioning human being. Well, it's basically thus allowing him to perform. It's a micro. It's a microcosm of the herd, herd immunity in effect. Yes, the rest of them have it, thereby defending him. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. I give I give credit. I mean, I, I I gave some shit to Holbrook last week about just like the wholesale changes. You know, like seven changes a week. You know, just keep fucking cycling guys out. You know what? I think he might have actually. Mm. He might actually be able to coach, and I think. A sign of that is an improvement in defence, and if you can see get a defensive line together that has a Bryce Cartwright, yep, and not be exposed repeatedly for mm-hmm. the full eighty minutes, then maybe fucking I don't know. At least something's happening there that he may be able to build towards. Yeah, and again, you know, the the Titans have, and and we're different from other sports in that. This whole thing of getting a, a club player to build a club around mm-hmm. very often ends fucking poorly. Yeah. Um, but fuck me, Anthony Don is a club man. Yeah. He's the guy who took a pay cut to stay at the Titans to repay the faith that the 
the club when, has shown. When he didn't have to repay shit because he was their best fucking player anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And in terms of what a modern day winger should be able to do, yep. the cunt's fucking huge. He can jump really fucking high. Yep. And he's got hands that look like they sweat super glue. Yep. Name me a fucking club. Like, I would murder Mansour. If there was a sniff <laughs> of us being able to fucking afford him, yeah. like, I would go to Josh's house and fucking poke his eyes out with my thumbs like I was the mountain on Game of Thrones. <laughs> just to ship Don in. Just to get somebody that's not a fucking overrated, broken-faced hobbit. <laughs> Hey, Joshy was pretty good under a couple of high balls. He on the was weekend, all right. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I thought he's been all right yeah, this year, especially after the Kobe break. He's, he's been a bit better. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and a couple of weeks ago, when the when the news was coming out that oh yeah, like young young Tonopaya would be getting a like a, a train a trial and try a tryout sort of yeah, thing at the time. What a fucking difference! And I said at the time, why is he trialing anything? If you, I mean, the Titans are renowned for throwing five-year contract. Give him a fucking five-year contract straight up because yeah. he's the best player in the entire That's club. Yeah. He doesn't have to trial to go in that fucking. Yeah. He, he's the best Just player. You've give got. him the fucking key to the back door of Melba's and welcome him to the fucking club. I was like, mate, like, mate of ours, like, yeah, like Shaky Dave. He was saying we were chatting about it, and he's like, yeah, he's like, this is a player that fucking, you know, he, he did the Mormon thing or whatever. Yeah. This is the player that Bellamy didn't want. Didn't want to leave. Yeah. If, if he doesn't want to play to leave the storm, that's a fucking dead dead yeah. giveaway right there. There's a, the he's a player of player. substance. Yeah. And he was fucking massive. Wasn't he just? Wasn't he just? And you know, for for a team where the hooking role has been such a point of contention, and mm-hmm. they've just had so many fucking disappointments there. Yep. Good signs for the Titans mm-hmm. coming out of it. Tigers. tigers Fucking Tigers. All through the week <sighs> on social media, the Tigers fans were always like, this is those, one of those games uh-huh. that the Tigers will lose. Yeah. And then there was like the whole year without the win thing and all these things coming into effect. And then... The games pan out on the weekend in such a way that if the Tigers go into this game, if they lose this game, they end up ninth. They'll be ninth. Oh. I mean, tell me there aren't rugby league gods. <laughs> Honestly, tell me that certain things aren't preordained. Yep. In this game of ours, and uh, oh, the Titans were, were so deadly, they let them back into it, and then they actually pulled away. Yeah. And. Kind of iced the game. A field goal with not long, with you know nothing left. Hmm. They iced the fucking get. They iced the win. The Titans got close. They did amazingly well. They even they had a crack at field goal. Fucked it. And then then the Titans and the Titans also at twenty two nil. Remember twenty two all. Sorry, the Titans had a couple of sets where they should have fucking set up for field goals yeah. and didn't. Yeah. And they had like like super easy chances where the where play the balls are happening five meters out and just mm. stand right in the fucking middle, yeah. of Ash and and pot it. Yeah, you know, and, it's there. And like Ash Taylor, like say what you want about him, mm. he's not the sort of guy that's gonna yeah you know, a shirk from taking a fucking field goal. Yeah, and he can kick him. And he can, yeah, and when when he's kicking it from like twenty meters out too, mm. I mean of course they didn't do it. So the the Tigers roll down. Benji gets a, a fucking cracking field goal. Has to be said. It was vintage fucking crafty yeah. veteran marshal, and it was like what there was like probably like a minute or fifty seconds, like yep. by the time they actually got the you know they they get the ball on the tee, 
they go for the predictable. They're they trying short kickoff, and the short kickoff was fucking abysmal. Yes, went five meters <laughs> and then bounced and then bounced and then somehow broke the plane. <laughs> somehow broke the plane, <clears throat> and then it was, it was and then it was game on. Then you knew you knew it was it was gonna it was gonna yeah, happen. That's it. And uh, for it to happen the way it did, uh, it's fucking spectacular. It was spectacular, mm. and so congratulations to our long suffering Titans supporting listeners. And uh, enjoy that one because mm. it, it it was a great like I, I love it was like a win after ha- not winning for a year is fantastic. Yes, I don't know what that feels like, but I'm sure it feels pretty fucking good. Yeah, like a premiership or something. Yeah, but but to do like, it against it, but to do it as a listener of this show with the just the the meme value around it being the Tigers and the Knights and everything like that, it's just like one of these special fucking yeah. planetary alignment. <laughs> Yep. Things that you've just got to enjoy. That's it. First comment on this one goes to Shunter in the Facebook group. said, remember the good old Penrith Jr. hype machine days. Robert Jennings was hyped up as being even better than Michael at the same time Michael was an origin kangaroo rep player. That is very true. And I think that was just one of those fucking things that Tigers fans did to make themselves think that they were relevant in any way, shape, or form compared to Penrith. Yep. They've always been Aldi Penrith. They always will be Aldi Penrith. Uh, and I hope you enjoy Justin Pascoe and what he's doing to your club, such as sacking Benji Marshall, because 100% that was his decision. Fuck him. Fuck them as a staff record label, as a motherfucking crew. Uh, biggest Tiger. Lest we forget, in the midst of a thousand ninth memes, we scored the try of the year. I don't remember a thing no, about it. Not at all. Which one was that? Mm. It wasn't one of the new ones. He couldn't score a try of the year. Uh, Jordan said, Robert Jennings couldn't catch a disease in a Chinese wet market. Other Jordan. What the fuck's with this influx of Jordi? I don't know. They're the same ages or whatever. You know, our names sort of cycle through in yeah, popularity. True. Um, this is a two-parter. It said, if someone checked on Real Dad Glenn, make sure he's okay. I feel like someone should. And Glenn came back and said, uh, why would I not be just fine? On another note, you know what rhymes with just fine? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt in the Facebook group said, when the Leilua brothers are your big off-season signings, you're going to lose a few games like this. (laughs) Liam said, I'm out. Supporting these cardboard cutouts, pretending to be an NRL team is too much of an emotional investment. Uh, John said, Titans one, big farmer zero. There you go. And last word on this one goes to fucking super listener at Hammers. You can have your grand finals. Just give me last ditch round four victories against the Tigers. (laughs) And it was good to catch up with Hammers on Saturday too. Fucking great. We had a little mini meetup. A little mini feed of barbecue and it was fantastic. Fucking oath it was. And uh, it's good to see things starting to open up again. Mm. You can actually go out and have a feed. And a beer with the boys. Mm. The, next up, the uh, Doggies, 22, defeat the Dragons, 2, at uh, Wankbest Stadium, Monday afternoon. Doggies tries to Elliot, Meany, and Remus Smith. Uh, Meany, three of three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Dragons, first points of the match, wasn't it? Zach Lomax, the penalty goal. First thing, congratulations, Doggies. Yes. You have proven that you were not in the same depths of the the dragons i mean this yes. was a this was a very very early dress rehearsal for spoonapalooza and while i feel like the sharks yeah. clawed themselves out of that bracket as well uh 
I feel is a tier. The dragons at this point are a tier unto themselves. Yeah, going they into are last this, place spoon team. If you'd if you'd have said who's who's primo for the spoon, I would have said it's a three horse race between the Titans, the Dogs, and the Dragons. Yep. The Dogs though always felt like they had more of a chance to get out of it. And they and they have shown a a, a propensity to put on a bit of a late season flurry to yeah, sort of, you know escape out of mm. danger. It was the, the dragons put on a fucking five minute effort. We thought, okay, there you go. There's some intent in the runs there. Yeah, uh, they they might mean what they're here to do. I think it was a good move as well, putting DWZ back out on the wing. Great, great move because I mean, how how much better is Hopper Junior just at that at that modern day playmaking fullback yes, stuff? That's it, and. The opportunities, that, the opportunities that he was part of creating in that in that game, yeah, they weren't even fucking utilized. I mean, the amount yeah. of times when they had the right hand side of the field just wide open, yeah. just waiting to throw just it out, gaped, and mm-hmm. uh, and they just didn't get the pass there or whatever yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but and- you know what? This is the week. This is week one of it. If they keep working on that, then they're actually going to have you know some options out wide. Now this is the thing with DWZ. You've always got to be fucking wary of a winger or a center that says that leaves somewhere and says they want to play fullback. You know, oh, yeah. You've got a situation where that's happened for South Sydney. And the reason that that player couldn't get the fullback spot was because the number one fullback in the world mm-hmm. currently had that spot at his Correct. club. So he went elsewhere and even he hasn't gone in and made a success. Yep. DWZ wanted to play fullback, wasn't playing fullback, mm-hmm. went in and he had his, you know, three or four games where he was brilliant because he had a point to prove. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his position is on the wing. And, and, and this is the thing. You can get all of the best things that DWZ does. Yeah. Like, you know, like like the, like the bringing the ball back from kicks and things and like that. And just running at fucking breakneck yeah. speed and into he, brick walls. And he can do that from the wing. Mm-hmm. Certainly can. Yep. Yeah. Um, the- Kieran Foran. I'll tell you, if his body was fucking right. Yeah. He'd he'd still be a weapon. Yeah, I mean, the, just the the early, the early direction in attack of the dogs was one hundred percent off his off everything he did. Yes. The only problem is, I mean, and, and if he can stay injury free, he'll be fucking great for them this year. Yeah. At the moment, it's not just injuries that are a problem. It's like he was fucked. Yeah. You could, <laughs> you could see that he was just like just sucking the big ones in and, and like after fati- twenty minutes. The fatigue mistakes. Yeah. Didn't didn't help them. Yep. Um, but still, his fucking plus once he minus, gets his cardio back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's it. The dragons folded emotionally so fucking quickly in this one. Mm. Like there was a a stage where there was a bomb put up and it was Lomax was going through to chase and there was a contest in the air yep. and then the ball spilled out all of the dragons players just fucking stopped mm-hmm. like you look at those really successful teams and in that situation play the fucking whistle like everybody run through because all you need in that situation is for the ref to send it up a try for there to be some fucking elbow obscuring yep. the point of contact with the ball and all of a sudden there's not enough fucking yep. thing to overturn that's your best case scenario mm. Um, but it, it just was okay. As soon as it didn't come off, nah, yep. they're falling flat. But in, in, in conceding tries as well, you can see there's like, there's no talk behind the line. Yeah. There's, um, 
I saw there was a there was a defensive thing where like it was like Ben Hunt was just like he used to see he had the shits with was it Lomax yeah. I think yeah and, and and things like that spilling onto the field yeah pretty much they all play out the way that so Hadley I wonder said. I wonder out of Hunt and Lomax which one doesn't like rape and which one thinks it's okay can't speak for Lomax but he said but he's a younger potentially. Yeah, rugby okay. league dickhead, more yes. player. I have, I, I can't speak for Ben Hunt, but I've met Ben Hunt, and you know, he seemed and like, he didn't rape he, you. He didn't rape me. Okay, didn't rape anyone okay. around me. Okay, didn't even like give off a rapey vibe. Seemed like a, a super okay. nice guy. Give you a business card that said rapeisokay.com? No, and he didn't like offer me drugs for sex okay. or anything like that that might that might culminate in in being raped. Okay, so I think it's pretty conclusive. Lomax yeah. is rapist. <laughs> Here's <laughs> uh, some tweets. Congratulations, doggies! You're still a pub side, but um, not as much. So yeah, I tell you what. One thing is, as improved as that was. Yeah. Fuck, Lachlan Lewis has got some work to do. Yeah. He he's so far from a fucking decent first class. Yeah. Half. Um. Mm. Uh, James, in the Facebook group, said even reaching for the Mars bars has become as predictable and mundane as that clusterfuck of a club called the Dragons. Hashtag you deserve Mary. Hashtag fuck the dragons. Hashtag Yeri of Cleary. Fucking well done, James. I like the cut of your jib. And, uh, you know, if, Mar- if Mars bars are too mundane, I mean, it's long established that Toblerone's the next step. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can even make that fucking xylophony noise as you put them up. <laughs> uh, Gary said, haven't seen the dragons go this fast backwards since Ben Cray was in the team. Ha 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 ha. Jason said, surely the Dragons are the only team to run for 2,000 metres and yet lose the game by 20 points. You could probably back that up. Mm-hmm. On an interesting note, you know, this year with the 60 general, we're probably going to have to re-look at all of those comparisons. Um, yeah. Just because the ball is in play for longer and there seem to be more actual sets per game. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't mean the same as it did mean, you know, if it, yeah. if it happened last year, for example. Yeah. And... and if the NRL was as stats heavy as other, you know, sports like NBA, all you would need to then do is just average out, say, meters per set. Yeah. You know, and then... I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll do be, that with I'm, sets per game. I'm sure there'll be places doing it. Yeah. Um, Mark in the Facebook said, in all seriousness, I don't know how to fix this mob. Even the new outside voice of a successful coach in Flanagan is not having an impact. Bring up the entire cutter squad, maybe. To my mind, given the position they are, there was not enough dummy spitting, passion showing at halftime, all just sitting down, circle jerking. I would have been snapping those shitty plastic chairs left, right, and center. Mm. Lachlan in the Facebook group said, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Then I saw the James Graham interview and felt fucking terrible for the bloke. I will say at least the coach and a senior player confront the difficult questions straight away. I'd feel prouder as a Dragons fan than a Bronco, to be honest. Uh, at GT351 underscore Johns, always back. Says, that was nerve-wracking. Of course he's back. Even with five minutes to go, I was still not confident. Oh, well, great to get a win. Well done, doggies. Now let's get COVID back and cancel the NRL before we play the chooks. And a fucking good old stepdad fuck up here. Somebody sent in a wonderful visual meme with a GST sign. Replaced with the words "gaped schwinkter team," <laughs> uh, and I've cut their name out of the tweet when I've pasted it. So 
you know who you are. Fucking you poke don't, your head up and, that's and it. yeah, claim responsibility. That's it. I thought we were in better. Even just gaped, gaped Saint Saints team would have been. You yeah, know, so gaped Saint George team would have yeah. worked. Yeah, just as just as well. But I do love bastardizations of that shitty fucking song. Yes, because it is one of the worst. Yes. Next, do do giggity giggity next. Mm. <laughs> that's it. What can we just get that guy cancelled? Because that character objectifies women uh, and is a misogynist. Yeah, so, so can we not so, just get that guy fucking cancelled? So he should be cancelled to the extent that he's um that he's not allowed to gain entry to rugby league games. I was thinking we lynch him. Oh, okay. Isn't he Asian? I feel like there's some racial sh- problems with lynching a, someone who's not white. No, but we're lynching. More than just the legal problems of lynching, or, you know, hanging anybody by their neck till they're dead. <laughs> Fine. Imagine if he was that guy from that video, like <laughs> <laughs> taking the poo in the. <laughs> Previews, okay, let's go. First up, fucking sure. Turn around, Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Brisbane Broncos at uh, the Central Coast. Well, it's not a short turnaround because you're actually not playing for another seven days after this one. This is a training run. Well, this is a it's a short turn. It's four days to fucking turn around for our game. No, it's not a game. You're training. That's oh, this what is I'm tra- saying. This is here. a training run. Yes. What do we, when do we play next week? It might be four, 14, 15 days at the yeah, end of the Yeah, that's it. So you, uh... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Point taken. Yeah, um, you don't play till Sunday next week. Oh, fucking noise. you got fucking ages. Nice. Tight, 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 tight. Um, um, okay, so uh, the Manly side, unchanged according to this uh, the Tuesday list, but I saw on Twitter tonight that, uh, that Jorge is out, as is Ciro. I am absolutely gutted for Ciro because with Corey Oates allegedly starting in the second row for the Broncos, a left side Broncos with Corey Oates and Milford and Darius Boyd, Ciro would oh, be absolute. Fuck. He he probably he probably he's probably had to withdrawn withdraw through fucking dehydration from coming so hard <laughs> at, the, at the prospect. <laughs> so it'll be down to Suli to absolutely molest yes. Darius Boyd. Um, yeah. you, you want to talk? Motherfuckers want to talk about being Earthside. He's going to get fucking planted <laughs> <laughs> by, by Suli. Um, Lots of lo- what else is going on at the Broncos here? Let me have a look here. Um, okay, so Xavier Coates comes onto the wing, they got rid of um Jesse Arthurs. Uh, so Katoni Staggs comes back in um from suspension in the centers, and he's a he's a defensive genius as we've seen. So I expect at least a double to Hank Scorpio. Um, I don't know who Manly are going to bring in. I mean, well, you look at when you look at the Tuesday 21, you've got the ever versatile Brendan Elliott there, but Tavita Funa, who's a Santa, but he's he's been waiting in the wings. For a long fucking time for his turn, so mm. I wonder if they might bring him in. Um, and I'd say, oh, there you go, Jetski in nineteen. He'll come in and replace uh, Ciro, and he's done a great job too. I mean, he he'll run off the short balls from Cherry just the same as Ciro does. So all good in the hood there. Um, Jamil Hopawate and Ethan Bullmore have been dropped to the reserves. Still no um, no movement in terms of the David Fafita and uh, and Pingu returns. Mm. They're not in the twenty one, so I guess they're not in the game. Um, see Dearden in 20. Did you see that Dearden is looking like 
he might be leaving the Broncos. And th- there's a scramble on, uh, <sighs> led allegedly by the Melbourne Storm for his services. Yeah. So I guess he is still considered to be the future player that he was said to be. Yep. If the Storm, I mean, because they the Storm don't generally buy up undeserved hype. Uh, they don't buy hype. They buy potential, mm-hmm. and there's a vast fucking difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just funny though the Broncos they they lose Hunt. Yes. They flick Nicarima yes. because Dean's the next one. Yep. They install Brody Croft over the top of him. Yeah. And now he's looking like they're looking and they still apparently they still love him and see him as a player of the future. Probably the future one year into the future when Milford gets a flick. Yeah. But fuck. um Yeah. Allegedly we'll be leaving them. Mm. Um look. This is a. There are so many variables in this game. I feel like Manly and they're not going to be either up or down after after the game. The other, you know, they they know how the game went. They they'll take a lot a lot from the the way they came back in that game and showed mm. their resilience. And there's just a general baseline of excellence that they're delivering at the moment. Mm. Broncos, on the other hand, just cop the biggest fucking ass whipping in the history of the club. So there is, whether it's a dead cat bounce or not. There is a there's a certain, you know, sort of hurt pride yeah. kind of rebound that happens from games I, like these. I, I think the first twenty minutes of this game will be telling. Mm. Because as their coach has fucking pointed to whenever he tries to put an excuse out for why they're so shit, mm-hmm. this is a young, 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 young side. Yep. And if Manly can get a couple of early tries, then I think the floodgates open. Can have a crack because at the crack at the big six oh. What What's going to happen then is you're going to get Lodge doing his fucking tonight you die grub shit, mm-hmm. start giving away penalties, Corey Oates starts fucking missing Wayne Bennett, thinking back to all those times that he begged Wayne to play him in the second row and Wayne said fucking no. And you know what? Wayne's not a, not a stupid man. Yeah. Corey Oates... Out there on a fucking out there out there having a holiday on the wing, yeah, would make ten tackles a fucking match, yeah, if that, yeah. And when he does, they're just like one on one sort of thing. And he's got a sideline to fucking help him. And he's got a sideline exactly. They, I'd, <sighs> I'd be more, I'd be happier if Ciro was there. But even if it's Jet Ski, oh, whoever they start mm. with, Corey Oates is going to have to make twenty tackles in the first fucking twenty minutes. Like he is going to be absolutely fucked. And who do they replace him with when he gets tired? Ben Teo, who hasn't played rugby league for about five years. And who's come back and he's, he's coming, the captain now. He's coming yeah, he's coming straight back inside. Look, he was a he was a he was a solid fucking back rower. Certainly was. I'm not I'm not gonna, gonna say anything about Ben Teo's last stint in rugby. But it's a long time ago, and I feel like he might be exposed for fitness as well. And in a game that has fundamentally changed in the last fortnight to the point where fitness is become <laughs> Yes. Even more so. I mean, even even more of a factor than it, than it's ever been. That mm. sort of shit in a team that has troubles defensively already is just terrible. I mean, it's it's I'm it's a nervous game for me because I mean, like, it, it'd be super fucking embarrassing if the Broncos jumped them, which has ha- it's happened in the past. And you know, if they get a great start, who knows? I don't I don't feel like they could ever hang with them for eighty minutes. But you know. I'd hate I'd hate us to be like take the bait and just play this fucking disgusting Monday night football esque yeah. shit fest where everyone's just dropping it and it's just a you know clusterfuck of a game. Yep. Um, I'd like to think that Desi will have the boys up for it and uh, 
you know, have their head switched on. They've got a job to do, and the job is to, to mercilessly fucking destroy this club and maybe even get rid of Seabold if they can do it, do the job enough. I mean, I, Broncos are a club that do, uh, they're not short of money, so a payout's yeah. not an issue. That's it. Succession plan is probably not in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much rope Seabold has. I think he has exactly as much rope as White has pride in the fact that it was yeah. it was allegedly him who orchestrated the exit of Bennett. Uh, and Did you see the thing from Kevin Walters today? No. Apparently, he went in for his interview for the Broncos job. Yeah. Laid out, you know, the three-year, you know, plan and everything like that and, and had a handshake agreement that he'd get the job and then oh. they've gone and grabbed Seabold around the back Fuck. and he's and and he's saying look and I, I can't remember what he said I think he said like he laid out the pathway of what he saw the few, how the side would go and um and he's the quote was and I'll butcher it but paraphrasing he said uh I I don't know yeah I had I had the pathway laid out and I'm not sure what I'm not sure what Seabold's doing but it's 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 on there on a bush path somewhere way off the tra- way off Fucking the track, hell. Yeah. <laughs> way off the road map. Look, I I felt for Kevy. I heard the story at the time that he went in and as part of that because that was well known that he did that. That yeah. he had a proper fucking plan yeah. laid out, even with marketing slogans. As a Broncos lifer guy, you know, yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, but with with community fucking plans to mm-hmm. get people invested in the club again and yep. this. And they ended up using his marketing slogans. Oh, really? Like they fucked him off and said, yeah. you know, no, you're not getting the job. We've got another guy coming up from South. Yeah. But they still fucking Use took these good ideas. Yeah. Can't so what absolute fucking scumbags. They deserve this. Everything. But yeah, I, I mean, how many coaches in the league would be given a lifeline if two of the last five games were 58 and 59 nil? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Not, ma- not many. No. If any. Tell him, scribe. <laughs> Too busy sucking on my fucking... Scratch that up, pee money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, again, it's it's Paul White's fucking ego because he's got him there and he was the one that put everything in motion and he's this fucking brilliant coach coming and we've got him from Souths and then it became a thing with Wayne and, and that would ultimately be admitting defeat. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that too many people or not that I've come across in those sort of positions are willing to they're not willing to you know close their eyes and stick the the jaw of their ego out yeah to take a free hit take the shot put it that yeah. way yeah. yeah uh yeah I mean by the end of the day I mean it's it's man it, it may how many it, it may be his job too we just spent fucking 10 minutes talking about if you're gonna beat the Broncos Jesus fuck Warriors versus North Queensland Cowboys at Central Coast Stadium I think the Warriors didn't really lose too much out of that last loss to the no. to the Sharks. The Sharks were were certainly a better side, and uh, I don't think the Cowboys though were, were disgraced at all. Nope. Uh, the Warriors are going to have Lachlan Burr coming in with um Papa Lee dropping it to the reserves. Mm-hmm. Peter Hiku and uh, Ignace, Ignatius Parsi right in the Parsi. They're right in the reserves, so they may come back as well. Um, the Cowboys, Ben Hampton and Granville are out, as is John Asiata. Oof. Okay. Allow me to <laughs> allow me to scale back my enthusiastic endorsement of the Cowboys. Um, Tamalolo is in twenty, but I don't know if he's I don't know if he's going to come back this week. Mm. Um, Gavin Cooper is uh, benched. Uh, Cohen Hess comes back in though. 
Reese Robson at hooker, which is not, you know, we were only talking about that last week. Yeah. I mean, re- this is an opportunity for Reese Robson thing. to perhaps yeah. make it his own. Um, look, still got to go to the Cowboys. Yes. Based on the evidence of, of last the last two starts. I mean, remember the, the Warriors' uh, epic and inspirational Mm. Win against the odds was mm. against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, nice. who have been exposed as a two-point scoring team again this week. Yes, just against gone, the Bulldogs. So, against the Bulldogs. So, yeah, Cowboys. Yep. Uh, the Eels versus the Panthers at Wankbest Friday evening. The Eels, uh, Nathan Brown returns at lock. Um, Takarangi and Oregon Kafusi are dropping out. Uh, Ray Stone joins the interchange. Penrith Panthers, Cleary returns. And uh, so what's the deal? Because, I mean, on Tuesday, Burton was benched and Mitch Kenny dropped out. Mm. So Luai has in, has since been ruled out, did you say? I don't know if he's ruled out, ruled out. Or he's carrying. The, the word was that he had a fucking MRI. Oh, okay. Or sorry, that he'd done an MRI. For what? Um, No, he'd done his fucking medial. Oh, me, oh MCL, okay. Yeah, MCL. Fucking okay. Hell. Okay, so... um. Yeah, all right. Well, if that's the case, then he's going to be out for like six weeks or something, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It. Okay, so we'd expect Burton to come back in there then. Um, Either way, I don't think Penrith have the composure over 80 minutes at the moment to take on that Parramatta side after what they showed against Manly. I think the Parramatta side is still overrated and ripe for the picking. Mm. Yeah, again, this side's the first game back for Cleary. So it's his yeah. first game back from the Rona um, break. And it's also his first game back with these new rules. Yeah. I still think, I mean, the, the, the driving engine under these new rules, the driving engine is your, your hooker and your forwards yep. mostly mm-hmm. for the roll on. And then it's then it's up, it's up to the backs to kind of... Yeah, but in for an active half in defense, yeah, he's going to need to manage himself very yeah. fucking carefully. Yep. Look, don't get me wrong. Penrith definitely have the potential and the cattle to get out there and win this game. Yep. But their fifth tackle options and their game management needs to be a lot better because that's where Parramatta is excelling at the moment. Yep. You're right. They're not a team of all-stars. They're not a team of people that are out there and fucking absolutely dominating everywhere on the field. But Moses is controlling games exceptionally well. Pinpoint kicking at the end of sets is just so yeah. fucking crucial. Yes. Uh, in this, you know, starting your sets in good position is just so crucial in this yeah. in this form as well. That's you know, it. Uh, form, and yeah. just absolutely pepper fucking Gutho with bombs because he's an overrated piece of shit mm-hmm. uh, who should never be oh, called the put- king of fucking anything except a trash heap. Send just just get just get down ten meters out and just send kick out straight at him because yeah. if Ruben Garrett can fucking truck him like he did yeah, in the last play of the fuck. game, I think kick out will fucking end him. Uh, look. I'm, I'm leaning towards the Eels for that one, but it's one of those games where I'm just like, I'm just really interested to watch because it's going to say a lot about Pen- the Penrith side. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, maybe tell us something more about Parramatta. Hopefully they're overrated and Penrith win. Hmm. Rabbitohs take on the Titans. Bankwest Stadium again. James Roberts just returns to the centres. Braden Burns then goes to the reserves. Cody Walker's back, so Dargan's out. Yep. And uh, Bailey Sirenen comes into the 17 as well. And we now return to our regular scheduled programming, where the Titans get analed. Yeah, I would say, I would, I would say so. Uh, let's see how Latrell Mitchell goes at fullback when you have a Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds pair in the halves. Yeah, 
Will that change the dynamic? I mean, it's going to change the dynamic in a positive way in attack. Will Latrell benefit from that in a way that he looks maybe more like he belongs back there or he can contribute in a more meaningful way? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But the South will win whichever, whichever way they go about doing so. Yep. Uh, the Knights take on the Storm, Central Coast Stadium. Another big game of potential contenders for the year. Newcastle just off announcing themselves as a as a as a reasonable football side. The Storm after just announcing themselves as uh, partially adapted to the new conditions. Yes. Jerome Hughes is replaced by Riley Jacks. Christian Welch named up front. Brandon Smith on the bench. Big Nelson returns from suspension. And unchanged squad for the Knights. Hey, how good did Andrew McCulloch look? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, he looked fucking great. Yeah, he did. Maybe it wasn't him that was the problem at the Broncos. Just maybe. Well, there you go. Scapegoats are certainly looking not as scapey when you put them in a new environment. Read Cody Nicarima as well. <laughs> 100%. Maybe those, the guys that left aren't the problem. It, this is an opportunity for the Knights who, if you take the fucking bare basement level of trying to get a form line in the NRL, yep. the Raiders beat the Storm. Yep. The Knights beat the Raiders. Mm-hmm. This lets them go out and really put themselves in a position to be a team that's considered a threat yeah. for the competition. And the Storm aren't fully, you know, they're not fully there yet. There's an opportunity. This, they're, yeah. they're not at their powers, yep. you might say. Yep. Um, in saying that, the Storm are the sort of team that are going to get better week on week. Yep. You know, if they're not good at something, Bellamy will find out what they're not good on and he will fucking drill them on how to get better at it mm-hmm. until they do. Um, more mental than anything, it'll be interesting to see how these Knights kids back up and get down and take on Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a a more athletic battle in the forward pack, whereas Canberra are more a bash and an overpower sort of side. Melbourne's forwards have a, a little bit more finesse about them. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how they do that. Uh, oh, Bradman best. No, I don't think he marries that up. We tip the storm here. All right. I'm torn on that one still. Could be either way. Tigers versus the Raiders at Campbelltown. Benji dropped to reserves. Jesus Christ. Dirty dogs. Fuck, I hope the Raiders win this Luke by a Luke Garner field goal. and Billy Walters drop as well. And you know what? The Billy Walters dropping, I can support 100% because fuck me, the Tigers look like a different side when Harry Grant comes off and Billy yeah. Walters comes on. Yep. A thousand, like they are so much worse. Mm. I mean, I know people want to talk about Billy Walters as a second coming when it looks like the Harry Grant thing wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking, don't confuse yourselves. He, yeah. ain't, he is not shit yep. compared to Harry Grant. Um, Talao comes on in the wing. Uh, Josh Reynolds at 5'8", replacing Benji. Zane Musgrove, the prop. Chris Lawrence, the second row. And uh, Russell Packer and Michael Cheekham on the interchange. I thought that fucking Russell Packer had retired medically. There you go. But there you go. Surprises happen all the time. The Raiders, unchanged squad. Look, they had a bad fucking day. I think that that Raiders side that beat the Storm, they can choke the life out of the West Tigers. Yes, they can. The thing that disappointed me most and surprised me most about the Canberra performance last week was just how fucking hopeless they were in defense. Yeah. Which is a characteristic that they haven't displayed in a long ass time under Ricky Stewart's era. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might lose games late, 
but it wasn't because of generally bad defense. It was yeah. just, you know, like the mental weakness exactly. under the pressure of the last 10 minutes. <coughs> but it was it was one of the weakest <coughs> defensive performances I've seen from them in a fucking long time. Yeah. Uh, at this stage, I'm going to say they won't repeat that. And Madge is going to get a, a, a rude lesson about what Benji Marshall brings to a side and what... Uh, Josh Reynolds brings to a side in comparison. Mm-hmm. I mean, Benji bring Benji rain and tries and field goals and shit. Josh Reynolds probably what a week for tripping. Yeah, um, and by how much? I, I don't see how Reynolds is the solution to the problems they have. No. It, uh, so yeah, in, interesting coaching one. Raiders by plenty. Doggies versus the Roosters at Bank West. Christian Crichton replaces Kerrod Holland on interchange. Uh, Morgan Harpenay in reserve. Remus Smith, uh, he's in the at the judiciary, so he's a one-game ban, and that may have happened, actually. On, mm-hmm. um, For a knee to the fucking head. Uh, Roosters. Tedesco's back. Beamos to the wing. Ryan Hall goes to the reserves. No further discussion required. Roosters by 38. Yes. Dragons versus the Sharks. Campbelltown. The old, uh, the old derby. Let's see what the squad's doing for the Dragons this time. Ewan Aitken uh, replaces Braden Williami. Fuimono comes on second row for Tarek Sims, who's injured, I believe. And Matt Dufty comes back in on the bench after missing last week. Okay, the Sharks. Townsend is back. Ugh. Matt Moylan goes to fullback. Will Kennedy goes to reserves. Oh, yeah, yeah so out of the 17. Um... Mortalo injured, so Hurodi uh, replaces him on the wing. And Fafita returns at prop, so to- Toby Rudolph drops the interchange. Yep. And uh, Talakai is out. I'm tipping every team that plays the Dragons until further notice. So, Sharks. Yes. Mary apparently has four weeks to turn things around. So, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the fucking edge with nerves at the moment. Because I'm wishing the best for the Dragons at this point. For one win out of the next four or something. Because in the fifth game, it's Manly. And I would love Ooh. and I would love to see Desmond cut off another set of ears for his necklace. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. So if you can survive to that game, it may be another confirmed kill for Desi. Ouch. Okay, a mailbag. Where are we? My document scrolled way too far. There we go. Okay, so first up is Chris. He emailed this uh, for the members show, but I'm going to take it here on the main one. Um, he uh, uh, says, I put this in the mailbag for last week. However, it was not addressed. I'll ask you here so you can answer under the protection of your paywall. Five years ago this week, DC was given his lifetime contract at the Sea Eagles. Since then, they've ended the NRL season 9th, 13th, 6th, 15th, 6th, currently 8th. Do you think Manly are regretting the decision given they did not miss the finals for 10 years straight prior to offering this contract? Are the Sea Eagles now resigned to accepting these mediocre outcomes for the rest of DCE's tenure at the club? So firstly, I'd like to say to Chris and all our listeners, we value the mailbag submissions from our listeners. And uh, and given 
across our various platforms, you know, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, the emails that come to us and things like that. I mean, we have like, you know, a hundred a week to cull from and we just simply don't have the time to get to all of them. And to be fair, I fucking veto most of the ones talking about that shit cunt pencil necked fucking socially awkward <laughs> walking autism. So the members podcast is somewhere we can easily we can easily track back. We're like as as people who listen to the members podcast know, I mean, we always say like if we don't get to the questions, you know there are weeks when we have less questions and we or, or we want to do more. So you know we can sort of shuffle things around and we can get back to them if the, and you know do the timely ones or the ones that you know need to be done that week, and then we can sort of get back to the more general ones at other times. That's yeah, that's no problem. Um, but um, it, you know that's that's the fabric of the member show. But believe me that. Um, if there's too much mailbag on this show, the main, the flagship show, all we hear is talk about footy, you know, from fucking retards. So now we understand that side of things. I don't appreciate the cunty tone, Chris. Like, like we were ducking your question or something like that. The second thing I would say, if you're going to come, you're going to have to fucking come correct (laughs) because 2015 doesn't count. It wasn't under the lifetime deal. This year isn't finished but it's clear that Manly are one of the top teams in the competition. So what we left here is four years under discussion, 16 to 19. Of those four seasons, they made the finals twice. Three of those seasons were under Trent Barrett, who's universally recognised as the worst coach and biggest cancer in the history of rugby league. Further evidence by the fact that Des Hasler arrived and took what was more or less the exact same squad and with one preseason took him from 15th to the finals. And not only finals, but they were robbed of participating in a grand final qualifier against a team that they fucking own having won five of their six games against them, the last six games against them, as I'm sure you as a Canberra fan are fucking well aware. So in conclusion, I look forward to finals this year and every year until Daly chooses to end his career and excel in the next phase of his life as he's excelling in the current one. I got to say, I'm impressed that you said all of that without taking a breath, just like Daly would have. Hey. But not because he was overly passionate, just because that's how he talks. Hey, greatness runs in the manly supporter line. Um, Jason said, okay, don't laugh too hard because I'm a Bronx fan. How much of a disadvantage are some of the teams who built their roster up for a certain kind of game then have the rules change in an instant? And is it something that can be fixed with training or will they need to change rosters now to suit? I would put it to you, sir, that rosters their rosters aren't built for a certain type of game. I don't think that the changes made are a personnel issue for the most part. I think they're just a coaching and tactical issue, tactical thing. And sure, training has to change. Probably yeah. get guys get guys fitter and running. You know, running more. Yeah, I, I and like. I get and obviously you're, you're back. And obviously you're backing off. You know, the jujitsu training and that sort of stuff because the wrestle is, you know, they're trying to abolish it. It's it's important, but it's not as paramount because you don't have, you know, fucking eight seconds or whatever you can just like lay on a lay on a guy anymore. Yeah. But I don't think that's too much of an issue with the players as a whole. I and as we've seen, you know, while not all of the clubs have adapted to the new format with, you know, complete mm. success, that kind of got the idea. And and in my vein of giving credit where it's due a very improved player week on week is um, Aaron Woods, who was absolutely fucking abysmal in his first yeah. hit out under the new rulings. Yep. And whilst he still unfortunately can't do anything about being Aaron Woods, <laughs> was probably a better version of Aaron Woods. And I understand exactly the point you're trying to make, though, because you look at those two teams 
who were in the grand final, and it was, you know, yep. again, the Dog South grand final. Mm-hmm. And that was the year before the interchange was dropped back yep. by two. And to your point, there were a lot of teams that had rosters that were built for that style, and then the rules changed and they had to adjust. Yeah, I, I do think that fitness has to get better. Your Broncos, for example, uh, yeah, the role that Matt Lodge plays last year, he can't play anymore. You need your Pingus and those guys who are athletic as well as strong. Uh, so, so Lodge either needs reduced minutes for bigger impact, which means other people have to step yeah, up. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we, haven't, we haven't had the chance to even see Pingu, how he reacts. I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah, he is. You know? But, you know, regularly played big minutes under the old regime. Yeah, but big minutes under this regime, I mean, they're different minutes. Yeah, I know, too, but you know? okay, yeah. so, then, so then what? He just goes to normal prop minutes. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. So he kind of loses part. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah, he loses yeah, he part of what he's, you know, what he's but, doing. But was. in the scheme of things. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's more. T- I think it's more coaching and tactical rather than roster, though. Yep. Most of the clubs have adapted, you know, in some sort of way, mm. and the, the clubs that uh, tend to be suffering the most were kind of the clubs that were the worst anyway. Yeah. So, um, Trent said, is the Tigers losing to the Titans Benji's fault? How can Corey Thompson not make this side? Benji seems to be the only level head amongst them. Leilu is calling ref's fault. Madge is obviously sending a massive warning shot. My preference would be to send it straight to the problem. Seriously, Benji and Thompson, along with Harry Grant, would be my first picks. Can we not loan the whole Melbourne Storm feeder team? Well, I appreciate your love for, for Corey Thompson. I don't, I'm not as high on him as you are. Um... And I wouldn't get too attached to him because as far as I know, there are moves afoot to get him to the Titans like right away, mm. like fairly soon. Yeah. I can't believe it hasn't happened. I thought it was going to happen before the game, but um, yeah, it didn't. But uh, as far as I know, that's still sort of something they're trying to work on. Um, but yeah, like as we said in the game thing, I don't think, I mean, what's fucking Luke Brooks? What's he fucking contributing to the side? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to statistically hit Benji for being around fucking, you know, six of the 11 you know, line breaks or, you know, fucking defensive Luke, breakdowns. Luke Brooks like- does fucking nothing except be a walking uncanny valley. Yep. That's all he's good for. You uh, see him and you just know there's something not right about him. Timmy McIntyre. Will Manley fans claim they were robbed if the Broncos beat them? Of if course. It's, if it's a bullshit fucking forward pass or something, there's obviously a, a fucking game-winning try. Yeah, sure, they probably will. Yes. Because, uh, you know, robberies aren't robberies unless it's actually a fucking robbery. Uh, if they lose to the Broncos, like, it's just, a, you know, unless there's an egregious thing, it's an embarrassment. Kyle, does anyone else get the feeling the Eels are going to take the mantle from the Dragons of past seasons and be the new June Premiers? I'm waiting for them to taper off. They seem like they only play well when things are going their way. I see why you say that. And I would agree to an extent, but at the same time, they seem to be able to impose themselves on games enough to keep them competitive yeah, or I'd, win them. I think they have enough self-belief and they don't have that spectre that the Dragons have about choking about them either. Yeah, but, you know, there was you know there was a year at one point in history when the Dragons choked for the first time. Yeah, true. And then eventually they choked for the third, fourth, fifth time. Then it became a thing. Yes. This could be ground zero. You don't know. That is true. Isaac, thoughts on Bradman Best? Obviously, it's early to say, but just first impressions. You you heard our, our game uh, game review. We yeah. fucking love him. I'm on fucking Best Island. He is the he is the hot, the true hype machine of Newcastle. And I, honestly, Newcastle fans should stop talking about fucking Ponga 
because you're embarrassing yourselves and Correct. get on Bradman best when you'll have the rest of the fucking NRL supporting public agreeing with you. Uh, David said, uh, if and or when Mary gets a sack, what are your thoughts on Shane Flanagan possibly being moved back into a head coaching role? Considering his history, he's a stain in the game and shouldn't even be in an assistant role, in my opinion. Look, I don't think he should be in an assistant role either at the moment, but also I am a believer of he did you know, he did the crime and then once he completes the the yes. sentence, then he can come back and if he can gain employment in the in the game, then so be it because he served out the sentence that was given to him. Yep. Um, I'm dead against his sentence being reduced because there's a perceived need at the Dragons to have yeah. install him as a head coach. Yeah. I'm dead against that. But once he once he serves the time they gave him, and if there are no reductions for bullshit reasons, then I've got no problem with it. There's got to be like a pathway to redemption for some things, especially when it was like you know. Yeah, just, you know, fucking rorting. Well, it's not the... It's not, it's not, yeah, especially when you see some of the shit that go on in other sports as well. Yeah. Like fucking New Orleans Saints, their coach had a year suspension because they had... They put bounties on... They gave they gave, they gave gave defensive bounty payments to players who injured opposition players. Like... <laughs> like, there's a fucking egregious shit going on out, out there in the world of sport. Yeah, well done. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, see, to me, that yeah. that's fucking nothing compared to what Flanagan did. Being, yeah. being involved in a systemic culture of drug use within the club. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, yeah, that, it wasn't as bad as, like, the storm salary cap thing. And, you know wasn't what I mean? Like, no, fuck no. Fuck okay. no. Okay. Well, not even close. No. I mean, like, the fact they killed... I don't think they're comparable. Well, the fact but, they killed poor old Johnny Manor was fucking not cool. No, it wasn't. But, um, but you know, yeah. other than that... Okay. <laughs> Shane said, why do people still consider Bennett to be a good pickup for their club when he has a history of absolutely destroying a club's roster on the way out the door? He would give the USSR in 1941 lessons on scorched earth. Oof. In yeah, in, in the modern day, I would, I would be inclined to agree. But remember the first time he when he left the Broncos, they were, like roster-wise, they were fine. Yeah. They were great. They fucked up by getting like Ivan Henjack in and he was a yeah. failure coach. And then they had Hook who was like, okay, but, you know, not great. And, yeah. um. I think they've failed at coaching installments more yep. than than he burned like the, the, more than he scorched the Broncos. And even when he's come back to the Broncos, the most recent time, yeah. he took them to the finals every year, but it wasn't good enough. Yeah, finals every year wasn't good enough because Brisbane's in this fucking bubble where they they the they have to be the kings or they're nothing. Now, and yeah, look, it was t- it was tough at the Dragons, but Dragons, he yeah, but to be like fair, did, right. That, that was a roster that he didn't build, and it was yeah. very clear to all parties. It was Wayne. We need you to get in here. We've got this core group of kids at 80%. Yeah. They were, ready to, they were ready to win and needed to- We, we just yeah. need you to give him the extra shove. Yeah. And, and he just understood the, Just to give the Heimlich. Yeah. And just uh, stop them from choking. Yeah, spot on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the way he left them was fucked. Newcastle, yeah. I, Newcastle had- I think Newcastle had deeper problems than just what Wayne was doing. I mean, remember that they had all the, the the funding issues and Tinkler going ass up, and there was, there was a, a, yes. a lot of a lot of shit going on at yeah. the time. But I'm you know, I'm prepared to agree and say, yeah, he scorched the earth. Then I think that you know Wayne, I think he's too old to be building a roster at this stage. Yes. Again, I don't think he's interested in yeah. doing it. the The key I heard in Wayne Bennett is that he would need, for lack of a better term, a youth translator just okay. like if you go and do business in a foreign country yeah, yeah. you know you you take a translator or, yeah. or a cultural uh consultant 
So is he getting okay boomer to the Broncos? Just in that. Trell's giving him the okay boomer. No, not so much that, but just in... So because Wayne knows what it's like to get on the beers and knows what that does to you and knows what you look like yeah. the, you know, the day after a session or, or the week after a session, he's okay with that sort of stuff and he can pick up on that and he can work with it and help people out of tough times. But it's when you've got the number, you know, or sorry, a player that you pulled from the Raiders to come to your club that's out doing fucking white lines every second night that you've got no idea about that and how it affects you and and those sorts of things. That's where he'd lost touch with a couple of the younger players. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's got too many of those problems in Souths, but in terms of a leader and a mentor, there aren't too many coaches that are spoken about by ex-players the way he is, so I still think there's a bit of value there. Yeah. Uh, Daniel said, is the Broncos getting smashed every week the best thing to happen to the game in decades? Yes. Yes. Uh, Nathan says... Um, I think this week in league, pardon the pun, has been pretty good for a couple of reasons. One, the Broncos have been called out on their elitist behavior and and humbled by rightfully being put in their place as a subpar footy team. And two, Buzz Cocksucker has yet again been called out by a player for being a shit-tier journalist. Uh, I hope he did go to that breakfast with Josh Reynolds. Me too, as he wouldn't die because he's a fucking coward. Michael, what are your thoughts on players backflipping? Is there a way to stop it from happening? Should the players just honor the contract? Rumours going around that Rudolph is asked to stay at Cronulla. I know. Uh, Man up and fucking stop players from backflip. I mean, yeah. honest that that's that's what it is. If you if you don't want to play at a backflip, then you know, hold them to the legal document that they signed. Mm. I mean, if you if you uh structure your contracts in such a way like for example with Daly, where he had months mm-hmm. to pull the pin. Yeah, you structure your shit that way. You fucking get everything you deserve because what yep. you've done is you've singled, you've signaled your intentions, and you've given the the incumbent club the opportunity. You've given the incumbent club the opportunity. You've given them X amount of months or days or weeks to pitch reasons why you shouldn't. That is correct. And when Titans are the team that they're going to, there's not a lot of fucking reasons that you've got that you can parade over other clubs. Yep, spot on. Even even the state that the Manly was at that time. Yes. Um, and it's just weird. Like the, the whole backflip. People forget it. You know, they're forgetting about like the fucking Teddy backflipping on Canberra. Yep. And that shit. Yep. Like there's. I am a long time fucking complainer about yep. the current state of contracts. Yep. That pretty much allow players to do what they want when they want it and mm-hmm. face no consequences for absolute shit performances for extended periods of time. Yep. When a player can uh, fall out with a coach because they're not pulling their weight and the coach calls them on it. Yep. And then they can just sort of basically, you know, throw a tantrum until they're released and go to a stronger club. It's, yeah. That's, that, there's something wrong with the fucking system when that's the case. That's it. So, uh, look, if you don't want players backflipping, don't put clauses in things that allow it to happen. Yeah. And if you don't have a clause... And they try and backflip, fucking legally hold them to what it is. Because at the end of the day, you, you, you're paying them money. Yeah, they're gonna fucking toe the line. That's it. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna sulk for a week or two. Yep. But by the time the preseason rolls around and you're training and they get around yeah. the boys and they make their friends, I mean, it's just fucking just hold them to the legal shit you, that they've signed. Spot on. Um, Mark said, "When is the NRL gonna get real?" Piss off TPAs as they're a stain on the game and introduce a KPI fund that's managed centrally by the league and does not count the salary cap per the NFL. 
get a whole heap of contingency sponsors to pay into the fund and then mandate their logos appear all over team strips so the cost is nil to all. And he sent a link to uh, the NFL site. And the NFL system is very good. Although it's not like a TPA system, it appears to be a way for low contract value players to top up their earnings based on playing a lot of games and having excellent performances. Mm-hmm. Like the um, the the highest earner of the um, the the document, I think the one he sent through was like 2018 or something. The highest earner was a center for Baltimore, who through this scheme, um, he played. He earned there was some there's like a, a veteran amount of money. Yep. There's like a veteran pool that veterans can access. Yep. And then there's like a performance pool. And he between both of them he got about 130, I think, from the veterans one. And he got whatever he ended up making about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars additional to his contract there you go. that year. It's not the same as TPAs, but I see what you're saying with it. And you know, and if the TPAs could be I don't know how you'd structure it that way, but like a central pool or whatever that players could then be, that advertisers could approach the game and say, I want that player or something. And then the players are remunerated from that. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I could see how it'd be a good thing. <coughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I agree that TPAs are a fucking blight and I really don't see why that, you know, they're anyone's fucking business. I think that the NRL should have a salary cap and that's what clubs can pay you. And if you can get sponsored by anybody else, fucking great. Yep. You know, you work at the same as all these other sports that manage to do it. You can get sponsored by whoever you want. Uh, your NRL jersey can't appear in anything. You know, that's why you see all the yep. fucking ads with everyone in, in blank jerseys or in sport, you know, just yeah normal clothes. Training, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, get your fucking hands out of it, NRL. Uh, Brendo, which NRL player would you least like to shape up against in a street fight? Personally, I feel like John Bateman would fight to the death and can probably fight. Uh, John Bateman's an Englishman, which means he's fucking soft. Yep, yep. And you know, I was seeing White and throw hands. I mean, I know he can, he can, yeah. he can fucking throw him. He certainly I can. Fight him. Um, I'm trying to think who, who else has like been renowned for 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 throwing down. I mean, with it being removed from the game, it's you don't sort of see who can who, who can knuckle as as much these days. But um, can you imagine punching Nathan Cleary. Fucking shatter my hand. Yeah, like it would just true. turn into dust. Yeah, that's true. Still want to do it though. Punchable face. <laughs> so fucking punchable. Um, fucking Rocky Dennis, motherfucker. <laughs> who else is throwing them? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think the, I think, I think the, the question, the reverse of that is like, which player would you most like to fight in a street fight? <laughs> Like, I mean, if it were one where it was like a prize fight, and you know, you, you're picking, you're selecting your opponent because you want to win, you got like a, like Aaron Woods, for example, yeah, exactly. Because that motherfucker would be Bob Sap. I mean, the first time, the first time you hit him with a decent punch, he just he just be tapping, yes, instantly. That's it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've got to say, I've never had the thought about John Bateman and fighting him. Nice. Um, tipping didn't didn't bring up the tipping comp last week. I forgot all about it. To be honest, I had a fucking practice with the Rona. Um, Number one, out by themselves on 26, we have uh, Suliasi Vuni Gugu. Then we have uh, a logjam uh, second through to fourth. Six again, Yenar, Cowboy, Christian Lin, and Mayan Rattison. And uh, sorry, no, we go back to Mayan Rattison. We've got uh, six again, Yenar, Cowboy, Christian Lin. Then we've got Mayan Rattison, JBB, Al Bundy, One Eyed Tiger, 
Danny Ward and Goodnight CJ. Yeah. The round out of 10. Fantastic. That is it for episode 354. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, interact with us on Twitter at TWI League. Facebook community lives at hashtag Twill Nation. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. And we're seeing quite an influx of people into the group uh, over the last week. It's been very nice to see. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you like that up and share the shit as well. And we've seen a lot of likes hit that one as well this week. So it's, something's happening from somewhere. I don't know where you're coming from. If you're new to the show, hit us up. Let us know where, how you found us and all of that sort of thing. Introduce yourself. Become part of the community. It's awesome. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up at any time for $3.99 a month. Or if you're a member already, $1.99 a month. You can't beat that with a bat. Value. MC Hammer can't touch that. No. How That's the fuck all. are we to our- I know fuck how how the fuck I feel like we raced through stuff to, tonight and we're still we're stuck at two hours twenty. Here we fucking are. All those fucking member questions. Yeah. Well, look. You fucking thirsty cunts. Yeah, but we did it for you anyway. Love you. Even, even when you didn't ask nicely, because that's the kind of guys we are. Yes. And see you next week. Later. <laughs>